Welcome to the Seat 14 Podcast, a different perspective on college basketball told by those who lived it. Join us as we bring you insider views, analysis, breakdowns, and predictions from one of the most storied programs in the country, from someone who saw it all from the end of the bench, the 14th seat. In association with the Field of 68 and alongside producer Jordan Barber, I'm your host, Todd Lanter, and this is Seat 14. Welcome into episode 13 of the Seat 14 podcast. Today is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. We are coming off of oh a God. very long recording session with Cameron Mills. Very long. This so that will be, of. that will follow this, uh, this little intro segment yeah. here. We pre-recorded with Cam just before this and, uh, Boy, yeah, that a, was what an enigma. That was fantastic. It we really need to was. we we we've saved Cameron. Cameron's a good friend of mine. He's had me on his radio show several times. Um, we've done several different events together. I'm actually doing a bracketology event, which I'll make sure you attend um, for Selection Sunday, or I guess it's the Monday after Selection Sunday. We're doing a charitable um, bracketology event with a panel. It'll be Jeff uh, Jeff Shepard, him, uh, Goose Givens, a couple guys, uh, a couple other guys, and our boy. Uh, and me, yeah, a couple other guys too, and Maria actually is going to be part of it, the real um, expert, yeah, out of all of us. So we're going to do our bracket breakdowns and predictions and whatnot. Um, yeah. So we do a lot of stuff like that together. But he's always been fantastic, a great mentor to me, having been, you know, you know, through this as a Kentucky kid and um, how to how to you know handle yeah. yourself, build but a business. I, he's been somebody I've been able to lean on. Yeah. So I think because he went so long and there's just so much good content there that I think we're going to structure this episode differently. Yeah. So you and I are just going to get everything we got to say out the way. Yep. We're not going to have the movie quote, unfortunately. I know, <laughs> I know all of our fans are so upset about I that. I just wanted to have some cool sign off thing, but we had, we, if we're going to do that, we need to prioritize it better. I need, we need to do, I need to do a better job with that, but we're learning. This is something I was telling you before we started recording today, um, that, the you know i'm used to the radio i'm used to everything having to be perfect like you know you don't want somebody coughing into your radio when you're when you're talking so we mute ourselves if we're doing that but we've said from the beginning we want this to be a different vibe everybody's kicked back like we're having a conversation with the boys on the couch so and that was always the mission but now i think now we see we're actually curating yeah now we see it better and we're gonna um like we said we've been building out a studio home studio to do our second john calipari of vibe curation sheesh more on that later um, yeah. but the, uh, the whole work, we're putting, putting together a, a pretty cool arrangement for, for studio and content. Um, the YouTube channel is going to finally take off. Um, we'll have, you know, all the, all the set structured the way we want and it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun, but being able to bring in a guy like Cameron and y'all here in just a minute, um, where we can just kind of riff, like there was no structure to the show. We just decided, you know, we're going to talk about the team now, obviously, and we're going to talk a little bit about how the dynamic of not only the game, but, um, you know, everything involved with it and circle and around it has changed since, you know, his time. And then it when became about how you guys would beat up on KBA leagues yeah, and well, church leagues. And it's just, so I, I did have it, to step in. Everybody wants to come for your neck when you, you know, they looked at me like I was like, like they're, I don't know, like a bum. Yeah. But like, but like they could have done what I did. And yeah. in a lot of cases, many, many people could have. But well, a few people could have. Okay, a few people could have. But my point is, is, is they, you know, I wasn't accomplished on the court at Kentucky, but it took a lot of time and effort and work and you were luck their Super Bowl in the same way that Kentucky is Arkansas's Super Bowl, for example. Sure, I just everybody looked at me like I could beat him, and I'm going to, and you know, it makes for it makes it's you you like the competition, but like 
some people are a little, it's like, come on, it's a pickup game, you know. Just get but, over it. Yeah, but whatever. It was, uh, you know, I wouldn't have any other way. I was very blessed, very lucky, got to a place I probably didn't deserve to be at. Uh, Cameron f- feels that way a lot um, as well. He had a much more successful, you know, Kentucky career and had a lot more opportunity, but um, his, he kind of came from a, a similar situation. Um, you know, he wasn't – he had to earn everything he got, and uh, I have the utmost respect for him and the way he's handled things and what he's doing now. I mean, he's uh, he's – he does so much for the community yeah. and one of the most genuine um, guys I've his ever faith met. and everything else he's he's very very cool is that the first time you met him yeah yeah he's great he'll be he'll be a reoccurring it was guest. like i had met it's like it was like i had known him known for him, 15 yeah. years i want to bring him back once we get the studio stuff worked out i want to bring him back um and have him kind of like i just you know we we again we're figuring out how to structure this but for the first couple episodes it was very interview-esque and you know we're asking certain questions and we still want to do that i mean we got to cover analytics and all that stuff as well but i i would love to have a situation where we just have a couch you know and everybody's got their their coffee or drink of choice or whatever and uh, you know we get we'll have two more boom arms and two more mics and everybody you know we can have me you him and another guest on and we just riff and that's uh the 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 whole the whole concept of the seat 14 like different perspective at the end of the bench having been a fan having been in the locker room having played um, that dynamic is real, and and that's what we want to portray. We, we want to be able to you know show that inside track and kind of be unfiltered. Um, and uh, that's you know that's what makes this fun is to be able to tell that story in that way. So um, he's a absolute blast. So stick around to listen to that. But first, first we you got to talk listen about to these two. Yeah, yeah first you got to listen to us. So um, he's gonna he's an incredible interview. It's a long it's a lengthy one. It's I mean we're this episode will be like an hour, fifteen hour, twenty minutes, but. Um, worth every minute with him and and we'll let him sign us off um so we're going to circle back now do this first segment and cover the alabama and south carolina games um so you know what's just overall what's your take on on these last on this last week good week you, good in, week in but that a we weird, had two wins or? yes good okay. week but a weird week yeah because you and i spoke before I think everybody expected um, the Alabama game to be much more of a shootout, Mm -hmm. much more of an offensive game. It ended up being the exact opposite. Of course, Alabama just had to, uh, I don't know, I I don't know really what to say for it, but you know that I'm like an analytical guy and I Mm -hmm. love teams that are unafraid to live and die by the numbers, and they Mm -hmm. certainly died by the numbers. What were they, like three of 30? It wasn't good. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. It was really, really bad, and that's definitely not what I expected, but it's important for this team, as far as we're concerned, to prove that they can win in a multitude of different ways, and I think there's no way to leave this week and those two ends without thinking that they certainly did that. Yeah, you're referring to the South Carolina game, right? Both of them, because South okay. Carolina, we gave up way too many offensive rebounds. Yeah, South Carolina, they had they had a total of forty one rebounds to our forty. We we're out rebounded. I think that's the second that's game in a row. You think we got out rebounded against Alabama too? I think I would assume that those are probably the only two games besides I think maybe they are. Notre Dame that yeah. we got out rebounded. We may that may have happened in no, against uh, Notre let's Dame. Let's see, as well. it was um, forty four to forty seven. Yeah, we got out rebounded by both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, on the offensive glass, let's see, 10 and 16, they out-rebounded us on the offensive glass. This is South Carolina or Alabama? That was Alabama. Wow. Um, 22 to 32, we out-rebounded. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That, the, the, big, the big game was South Carolina. The Alabama out-rebounded us on the offensive and overall 
Um, but South Carolina out rebounded us twenty two to eight on the offensive boards, which is that's unheard bad. of against this team. Yeah. yeah, and we still had ten point win on the road. Yeah, um, yeah, Oscar with three offensive rebounds, total of fourteen. Um, so literally one under his average for the night, fourteen rebounds, unbelievable. But it's um, crazy the standard that we have become to mm-hmm. expect from him, and how he continues to deliver even on a, a night where we're like, "Dang, Oscar, you should be playing better." And then you look up, and he's at his season average, which yep. saying it out loud, this dude's averaging fifteen and fifteen, mm-hmm. just sounds weird. It doesn't sound like anything that you would expect in the college game, and mm-hmm. yet it's happening. And he's well, the pure player of the year. I don't want to hear anything else. After, uh, yeah, he is. I mean, it's not even close. But after the uh, the Davion's performance um, at Kansas, where he had him and Ty Ty come up for two points, he's had 17 total over the last two games, 10 and 7, um, and, uh, you know, bounced back to make up for, I mean, I'm not saying make up for his performance at Kansas, but make up for some of the slack that the yeah. that we've struggled with the rest of the way. Uh, Severe hasn't had a field goal in three games. Um, he's which, due for a big one, which – is um, tough, but also I don't hate it. I'm not mad at it. I want I want them to struggle in certain categories so we can see how their teammates step up. And Severe's Severe's been unfazed in every other aspect of his game. He's and still I, he's still played well. Yeah. And I think he's um, unquestionably best as a game manager. Yeah. Not as your primary or secondary offensive threat. Yeah. He's a game manager. Yeah. And I, I mean he had four turnovers, which is unacceptable, but he had seven assists. Not that they counter each other. I don't believe in he that. He had like at eleven all. against South Carolina. Yeah. And yeah, the Alabama had seven. Um but four turnovers. Yeah, he and, has been very turnover prone this year. But he hasn't struggled. I mean, outside of the stat sheet, as far as his composure in the game, he hasn't struggled with missing these these shots. He's due. Um, you can't go three games without without scoring basketball. But um, you know he'll be fine. Um, point is that everybody else. I mean, Oscar had ten. Keon had ten. Tata had fifteen. Kellen had ten. And Damian Collins had ten. And then seven from Davion. Lance had two before his injury. Jacob had two. Yeah, so everybody else is scoring well. Everybody, all the starters except for Severe were in double digits. Um, and again, Damion had ten off the bench. Yeah, we got to acknowledge then, Damion. Yeah, he deserves his shot. He deserves. He does. Let me let me finish this real quick though. South Carolina, the most recent game, eighteen, fifteen, fourteen. Again, four from Severe, twelve from Kellen, and then uh, ten from Jacob Toppin off the bench. Ten from Davion off the bench. Um, but Damion is is doing exactly what or against Alabama did exactly what um we've been looking for from him. So um we've you know we've been hearing from for, we had Travis Branham on um from 24/7 Sports who's uh sworn by him, you know, if he gets his body in shape, he's going to end up being one of the best draft prospects we have on this roster. Um he started to show signs of it. He's just so frail. We I mean, yeah. he he's going to he'll come into his body, but um, you know, we but, can see glimpses yeah. of what he's of what clearly, he's capable of. Clearly, the mentality is there because mm-hmm. for a player like him, who anywhere else would probably be starting anywhere else in the country, barring a few programs, mm-hmm. um, for him to stay unfazed after getting very minimal run since when was it like early December? Mm-hmm. He's barely played at all. Yep. Um, for him to stay unfazed and to come in prepared, and not only he wasn't just scoring on dunks, he was composed. And his stroke at the free throw line looked great. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's a, a big. A lot of the times, that's a good a good snapshot of a player's mental is how well they can come in and stay composed at the free throw line in a very hostile environment. And he did exactly that. And after that performance, you know, I questioned Cal putting him in after two minutes. I was like, yeah, that's the reason that Cal gets yeah. paid millions to coach. And what, I was don't. he six for six from at the free, the free throw, throw line? line? Yeah. 
all Six of them nothing but net no yeah, que- no question that he was going to make those he's got the utmost confidence in himself which is big and yeah i love that for him i mean he played he had two fouls um in nine minutes that's but, fine but go foul somebody but, yeah but i'm fine with that I'd, i i hope he fouls out yeah, i mean seriously. as long as they're not stupid fouls that you know that puts them on the free throw line when we don't need to yeah. or something but because where oscar struggles with length that is damian yeah. he is you can't take them with you you can't take the fouls with you yeah, that's exactly. what Cal always used to say. That's a very good point. I like Can't that. That's him. a good saying. But, uh, yeah, all jokes aside, he does. He, he fills the void perfectly with this team if he's able to maintain that consistency. Yeah. And we've seen Oscar kind of struggle out of the dunker spot because he is such a grounded mm-hmm. athlete. He's not necessarily a vertical presence. And, it was again, it was a great coaching job by, by Cal to see that they were rotating heavily onto the attack and yep. kind of leaving that dunker spot open and – Oscar can't necessarily jump above the square and get it, but mm. you got a guy who can put well, him this, in. This Florida impact. team might be might be a game where he's able to get a lot more run. Um, the South Carolina matchup was a little tougher for him uh, coming off of, I guess ten minutes against South Carolina or up against Alabama. He only had four against uh, South Carolina, but wasn't much of a lineup that he was able to execute as as we'd like to play him um, in that spot. I think against Florida, he'll have a better chance, um, but. It's going to be a fun game. Um, Saturday, 4 o'clock game, right? 4 o'clock? Is it here? It's here. Um, so that ought to be, you know, this is going to be a good a good test for us. Yeah, I'd like to put another 30 or 40 on a on a really good SEC team. Well, not a really good, a really good SEC program. Florida's kind of bad this year. They're 16 and 8. They're fifth in the SEC right now. Um, but they don't have, you know, I don't think they have any no really token wins. wins. They, they beat FSU. In the second game of the year, when they were ranked twentieth, um, I don't even think they've played us besides the SEC schools with LSU and Alabama, and I guess Auburn. I don't think they've played um, anybody else that's ranked. They lost all three of those. Yeah. Oh, they lost the Tennessee. They lost uh, at Tennessee, who is eighteenth too. So they've lost every ranked game. Um, I think. I think this is a rough one for them but yeah that's what i'm hoping for i'd like to i'd like kentucky to distance themselves from the rest of the pack even further and show mm-hmm. that they are a true upper echelon team who is going to thoroughly dominate anything anyone mm-hmm. that's not you know proper competition because that, that alabama team is beating two of the best teams in the country yeah that alabama team is is it has the most unique schedule i've ever seen yeah, I, I think we talked about that when we were prefacing that in last week's episode when we were prefacing the alabama game but I mean, they've they've beat every top five team and lost everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like it's the we most were the absurd. Exception to that. Yeah, it's the most absurd resume I've seen. Um, Evan um, Evan Ayakawa, shout out him. Uh, he's a great stats guy, but he just tweeted something this morning that I saw. I haven't even mentioned this to you, but it was like a spreadsheet looking at what players have faced the toughest competition mm-hmm. matchup wise. Like not necessarily team to team, but player to player. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this says anything about Alabama other than the fact that they have gotten an egregiously tough schedule mm-hmm. compared to every team in the country because of those like top 10 guys who have faced the toughest matchup player to player mm-hmm. Alabama was one skip one they were 3 4 5 like all their starters oh, wow. were right up there that's wild which shows that they've just played way like way too many very tough tough, tough, games. tough, tough games yeah. yeah they're a good team they're they're I don't know what they'll end up you know finishing at um, but they're a tough team. They're going to be a tough out for anybody in the, SEC, or yeah. in the uh, NCAA tournament. But the uh, the Florida game coming up, um, South Carolina averaged 71 points a game. 
Florida averages 71 points a game. Kentucky averages 81 points a game. I don't think they can score enough points to keep up with us just as Alabama couldn't. I'm sorry, just as South Carolina couldn't. Um, they're going to have a problem with us in the paint. Oscar's obviously going to be a problem for everybody. I think the ability for a guy like Collins to come in and offer a different um, type of attack is going to be, you know, they're they're not going to have any answers for us. And then obviously our guard plays is is pretty exceptional. Yeah, our guard, Spears our not going to have another down game either. It's superior to every team in the country. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm question. Or I guess we still have a question mark on Jacob. Uh, I was about to say my Cal voice hurt. That he was hurt, so I I doubt he plays. Probably not. There's probably um, no reason to play him. Yeah, I, I love Jacob. Me and you, me, you and Twani got into this the other night. Like, I want everyone who's listens to this to, you know, I'll probably send out a tweet of it. Like, will Jacob Toppin be an NBA player? He'll have a chance. I think there's no question he'll have a chance. I think he'll be able to crack a rotation. I think I absolutely think he'll be able to crack a rotation. But I do too. Twan, I respect Twani's opinion, and he disagreed wholeheartedly. Travis disagreed wholeheartedly. Travis Branham. Yeah. So I think he'll have a shot, and and. You know, the the quick answer is, can he shoot? I, I think before, you know, the last half of the, this past half a year, he couldn't. Now I think he's capable. He kind of can. Now. I think he's capable. So the stroke looks good. He'll he'll continue to, to build on that as he moves forward, and uh, I think he'll end up having a pretty good shot. Um, so what's the line for Florida? What's it's not out yet. Um, but when it comes out, I'll let you know. What um, are you going to guess? I think it'll be like 11 and a half. I would have... To, I would. I was going to bet uh, South Carolina mm-hmm. to cover, and even though it was a shocking like twist of events that they did cover, they did cover. Yeah, you know? people made money on that. So I don't know I'm that I have the same confidence. For I'm that not to twice in because a row. it's so. Cl- I'll talk about gambling all day long uh, as far as my predictions, but um, I'm not going to fault Oscar for what he did because he, yeah, of all people, he was the, he like first off they're not. They're not obviously, you know, allowed to be involved yeah. in anything like that at all. Not even that with they it. even care, but they don't. That's what I'm saying. Even when I was there, we we weren't even aware. And Ooh, of like, all people, Oscar damn sure doesn't care. No, um, and wasn't you know he's not concerned yeah. with that whatsoever. Apparently, he was you know, just being respectful of the opponent. Well, when I watched it back, I I think the reason he I think like he was confused by the student section cheering. You know, they're losing the game on the road and. <laughs> They all start going nuts the last couple of seconds, and you know we knew it's because they'd yeah. bet they'd bet their team to cover, and uh, they did. So yeah. Um, but again, Oscar's you know the most like genuine love of the game guy in the world, and thought he was doing the respectful thing, which we're taught to do by dribbling the ball out. And yeah. I just love um, him. He's the best he in thinks, the world. Like he's probably the most compassionate, like top tier basketball player that's been around in a yeah, long time. Yeah. In a very long time. He's genuinely and and unapologetically himself and uh it's great. You know, it's honestly the world needs more people like him to be honest. No so doubt. the camera's just broke so we're going to need to uh wrap this thing up, I guess. What do you mean? You stopped working? Yeah, they're just not working. Is mine still recording? No. It says it is, but it's definitely not. What is going on with these things? I don't know, dude. All right. Well, well, that's uh, more good news coming with the studio stuff, but we'll uh, we'll get to that later. So, all right, Kentucky, Florida, four o'clock on Saturday, and uh, we're gonna take a break here from one of the sponsors and bring in Cameron Mills. You are listening. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Okay, this is C14. Dick.
Let me take a second to tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. What sets them apart, though, is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. All right. Welcome, Cameron Mills. This is long-awaited. Todd? This is long-awaited, man. I'm excited about this. It's good to have the, uh, I don't know, well, I guess this makes you the third best number 21 in the history of Kentucky basketball. Let's see. Let's count them down. we got Tayshawn. Goose, me. Goose, Tayshawn. No, Tayshawn's after us. Tayshawn, oh, it's Tayshawn after After us? both of us. Okay. It's Goose, me, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you get a ring? This guy. Huh? Because I, <laughs> I got two. I, did, you get, did you get any? I'm just wondering. Oh, man. I'm I love asking. it. I love it. I almost, asked, asking, I almost, I almost asked you to bring... A uniform. We could do the whole trade. I can you barely know? fit into mine, but I can't. We could have done it. the trade. I can't fit into mine. My ours were ours, okay. I can, but it's Come like on. I can. You're but still in shape. Yeah, but I have I have like Batman nipples in it. I'm serious. <laughs> That's right. No, you do. I'm serious. I remember that. If you when I'm serious, those jerseys were like painted on. Like I mean, you remember the Eric Bledsoe? Right, wait, wait, you remember wait, wait. the Eric Bledsoe picture though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the no, shorts. What I remember though is I remember you. Was, I think it was you. You specifically. It was. And My, I, didn't, I, I knew your dad, of course. I didn't know you and I. Don't think had met yet. Yeah. And I remember it was. Was it? Was it when you got your start? It day? was my. No, it was my. It was on the ticket. Yeah, that's what it, it was, was. My ticket picture. <laughs> what an odd way to start the show. And your nipples were like the size of like silver dollars. Yes. <laughs> like it. Well, first off, you know Deb, right? So we on photo day. This is a, this is a great way to start the show. So have you seen this picture? It's. it's so it might have to be the cover photo it for this episode. It's so, so absurd. So they at, look fake. At picture day, first off, it's in like August. Okay, right. I'm I'm dark tan. Yes. Right? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, did you did you hit the tanning booth? No, for I've day? never been to a tanning booth I, ever. I, 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 I'd been. I mean, it was summer, and I'm. I, you know, matter. you've seen my dad. Skin He's mask like yellow, and I hit the tanning booth. For no, I didn't day. need to do that. We, two you, weeks out. You, we'd had a pale summer. You've, so you've seen my father though. He's like half Indian. Yeah, He's like true. half Cherokee. That's He's true. dark. He gets dark when you light a match. So right. I'm. I get pretty dark in the summer. So I'm real dark. And we come in to do photo day. I was the first one to go. Deb is like kind of <laughs> heading it up. Yeah. And they were putting baby oil on us and then spraying us with water. And that's how. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Before you laugh, that's how. I wish we had a camera on Jordan right now. But that's how. That's how they make it look like you're sweating for the right. photo. So they we do didn't action do baby shots. baby oil, though. They did baby oil to slick it up and oh, then spray this with water. So the way, the way things have changed. I know. I know. So they do that to me, and and she, I was the first one to go. She hadn't quite uh, figured out the ratio right. yet. Yeah, how much baby so oil? So I looked like I was about to go like do a wet t-shirt mud wrestling competition, something in pa- Panama so City Beach or something. All right. And. Yeah. So, well, we do all the action shots, and right. then after we did the action shots, she now, had us do them. what year was this? Them. Freshman? This is my senior year. Se- oh, senior year. Okay. My senior year. So, she had us do the- Because uh, I don't care what your playing time is. When you're senior, you run things. You run things. You do. And especially because- you don't care what anybody thinks. I was three years- Me and Sam Malone and, yeah. and Brian Long yeah. were yeah. three years older than everybody except Willie and Alex. <laughs> that's right. So, and, like- And they, they may have played more that year. Yeah. Because that's happened my senior year. Yeah. Everybody played more than me. 
especially my even though I had a great junior year, everyone mm-hmm. played more than me my senior year. I was still a senior. Yeah. And I wasn't taking any gruff from anybody. No, well, you it's can't. entirely different my freshman year. I came in scared as I could be. Yeah. Well, we'll circle back to that because I want to talk about what this seniority on this team, even though it hasn't been under Cal's tutelage, has done for oh, this team. Gosh. But but we'll circle back to that. So so the rest of this story, bottom line is, yeah. they have these fans blowing after they've oiled me up, got me wet and everything, taking these oh. pictures. And it somebody they put the ticket picture out because that's what was going to be on the picture and i'm holding the ball like this right and they put it next to the cover of like batman returns where he's actually got, <laughs> yeah, he's got the fake like n- fake nipples on the suit <laughs> and i've never lived that down never lived no, it down so my on, point being is yeah. the, the jersey was like painted on right, that, at that time and if i remember correctly i'm trying to remember what you what years did you play I, 12 to 15 12 to 15 okay Oh, that's right. You so I had I, so I, yeah. So my transfer year was 2012. So okay. my if if we'd have gone 40 you. and 0, my my career would have been oh. 2012 title. Yeah, 13 nit. Yeah, the same amount of losses in 14, right. but we lost to UConn. So we had 11 losses in 13 when we lost to uh, in the, to uh, Robert Morris in the nit. Yeah. Then the next year we had the same amount of losses when we lost to UConn in the final four or in the championship, in the game. championship game. And then the following was, year, that was my favorite year of all of Cal's years. That was maybe, maybe up until this year. That was my favorite Cal year. The, that 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 was with Julius Randall, right? Julius Randall had eight losses when Aaron hit all those shots. Y'all hit. That's right. Y'all had eight losses. I thought Aaron hit all those shots um, leading up to the to um, Wisconsin champion or Wisconsin Final Four game. No, nope, fourteen. Okay. It's what put us in against UConn. He, it was you, it was we, Louisville, Michigan. You all Wisconsin. were an average Kentucky team. We were a seven seed and uh, well or an eight yeah, seed with maybe. seven losses. Yeah, right. And no, six we, we we finished six losses and then you get to the championship game of the SEC tournament, which was out of the blue, and you almost beat Florida. And in that Florida game, because I remember thinking this was one of the greatest, as, as having a radio show at the time, I was thinking, this is why they pay me the big bucks. Because I saw something in that Florida game that I thought, this is now a different UK team. And then you all went on a tear in that NCAA tournament got the championship game. Yeah, I and mean. lost to UConn. In the, yeah, it was in the championship. But y'all had eight losses that year. For an eight-loss team to be runner-up, it's pretty freaking amazing. But that team was very, very different because we were on, I mean, you know the learning curve and how it goes here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hang on, let me, I'm going to make sure. Cause it's always a big learning curve. Yeah. But I mean that that's, you know, by the end of that year is when, when Aaron, okay, you know, but is, see, this is the thing. And this is where I get frustrated with fans mm-hmm. beginning of this year, right? Everyone's on board. Now we got a 20 and four team mm-hmm. that is playing lights out that has, that has, I mean, absolutely embarrassed North Carolina, embarrassed Kansas more than anybody. Um, embarrassed Tennessee have played some closer games than we would have liked against Vandy, mm-hmm. South Carolina, um, but the teams that were supposed to be, you know, supposed to be top. But you go back to that Duke game, and how many how many fans, whether they truly jump ship or not, <coughs> thought poorly of this team. Here we go again. There's, there's going to be no difference in this year and last year mm-hmm. because we lost to a Duke team by what ten? Seven. Thank you. Jordan. Seven. So by seven. Who frankly should have beat us by more? Yes, that's. I was expecting a blowout. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Duke to have embarrassed us if it embarrassed us because nobody knew what we had. Shashevsky's mm-hmm. teams always start off ready to go, mm-hmm. but but Cal's teams are always so young. This this year being somewhat of an enigma from that. Mm-hmm. Cal said, "You've got to give them time to get better." And I don't care if you've got a senior lane team like we did in '98. You've got to give them time to get better. I don't care what the preseason rankings are. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I hate preseason rankings. I hate preseason awards. It is all garbage to me. And mm-hmm. I mean, I hate it with a passion. Yeah. I am I am probably unhealthily, if that's a word, angry at the fact that there's such thing as preseason rankings. Or even, they ought to do what they do in football. When, mm-hmm. when the real rankings come out that are going to say, okay, here's who the top eight teams are that might make the playoff. And that doesn't come out until 
three quarters of the way through the football season. Yeah. That's the first time a ranking on a It ever out should be. Yeah, 100%. Because nobody knows. The mere fact that we're going to take, well, based on this recruiting class and this person coming back, here's what this team's going to do this year. That's garbage. 100%, especially since part of the like biggest thing that we use to analyze college basketball is how like they play together yes. under that into the, that, in that system. What, and, and you can't look we, at a kid that's 17 years old no, that's never played it, that's never sat in a stance. No. Like, they've never played with a shot clock. They've never played with a three-point line no, that distance. They they've never know, sat in a stance they, they, that long. All they have done, and I don't care how good they were in AAU or how good they were in high school ball they don't know how much harder they're going to have to work they don't understand what it means to play for 40 minutes Mm. because I didn't understand I remember having this conversation with Willie one day where he's like I used to let people blow by me in (laughs) high school so I could pin it on the glass (laughs) and I'm like I mean that that can happen in college but most of the time they're equally as explosive I'll tell you this though yes they are and and they're gonna blow by you now it may not have happened to Willie a little bit faster they're gonna go they're gonna go they're gonna blow by you anyway yeah and number two a lot of these guys are gonna go by you and they're gonna blow blow by you and they're gonna have the ball through the rim before you exactly get off your yeah they're your, explosive your, yeah. yeah so um, um by the way not to uh not not to correct you here but we lost 11 games in 14 and God. in 13 so the thir- the 11th loss in 13 was was uh robert morris the 11th loss in 14 was UConn in okay. the championship. Okay. So we lost the SEC tournament to games. Florida. That's right, the championship game. Mm-hmm. Yep, to Florida. But all but, I remember is that even in that championship game, you guys turned a corner. Mm-hmm. There was something different. About yeah, no, it, it was it was entirely different. Okay, that, that, what was it then? And I know you're supposed to be interviewing me, but I'm interviewing you. I mean, what was the difference? Because to me, it showed up in that Florida game. Mm-hmm. Even though you lost, it was like, all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, these guys know how to play now. Well, I think, I think a, a small part of it, and I'm not putting it all on this, but – a small part of it was we hadn't quite figured out like this is this is you know JP was playing point guards yeah. Jared Polson was yeah. starting at point for right. for quite a bit right um, after Ryan Harrow was was back and forth that's right yeah, um, I forgot about that yeah. Willie Willie got hurt yeah. in I think it was Louisville the Louisville game okay. which would have been uh, what was that the third Usually. third game of the tournament oh so, you're talking about the NCAA okay. yeah okay that's Willie right. got hurt and um. And that's kind of when, yeah. So I mean, that happened. We had, so we we beat, we beat uh, Kansas State, who was the eight seed, I believe. Yeah. And we were the seven. Okay. In the first round, then now that would have been eight nine. Eight nine would have played. Sorry, eight nine. Yeah. yeah. And then wait, we were the nine. They were the eight. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And then, yes, and now, there was a year when Indiana was. We were eight nine with Indiana. Indiana, and I we, we beat Indiana. I, I never played Indiana. Okay, all right. So it wasn't never that year. Played Indiana. Mm-mm. So. That's so crazy, that dude. that happened. Well, 2012, my transfer year when yeah. Indiana beat that was one of Kentucky's two losses. Yeah. Indiana and Vanderbilt in 2012. Okay. I wasn't eligible because that was when I transferred. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so my my career would have been title, title. NIT loss, runner up, forty and zero. Had we pulled you, that you, off, and the forty and zero would have been another title. That yeah, that, it, it mean, would have been the weirdest four year. That would have been yeah span ever. It, almost. I mean, yeah. but now this this could be a weird if you take the four year span. If we do something special this year mm. compared to what happened last that's true. year, yeah, that's going to be that's the true. weirdest two year span probably in the history of college basketball. That's true. What team has gone? What was our final record last year? This nine and sixteen. Nine yeah. and sixteen, which is which is like not many games because we yeah, obviously didn't. Yeah, it's you know, 20, like that's crazy. That's twenty five games. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. fifteen games less didn't. than you play if you get to the top. That's, that's nuts. Right. So anyway, back yeah. to your question. I wait. So we we had Kansas State in the first round, who yep. was a tough team to beat. Yep. Tough always. out, and then Wichita State, who was undefeated. That's which is that's one of the right. best games best I've game ever, ever seen. Yep. Not only been a part of, but you, ever it's, seen. It's funny. I can tell you where I was when we played Duke in '92. Physically, mm-hmm. where I was. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can tell you. I was at 3319 Rich Cane Road, Lexington, Kentucky, mm-hmm. in my 
my living room watching that game by yep. myself. I can't remember where my parents were. I was a sophomore in high school. I can tell you where I was. It's like mm-hmm. people can tell you where they were when they heard that JFK got shot. Yep. I can tell you where I was in. It was in a La Quinta hotel <laughs> in northern Atlanta on my way home from a ministry trip. Watching the Wichita watching State. That, watching that uh, Wichita State I mean, Kentucky game. Well, to, to circle, I mean, that's awesome because it is one of those games. Oh, but to circle was, back. Because they were undefeated. And yeah. everyone was saying they were going to crush us. And, and, no. I, was, and, 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 oh, and I thought, so and I remember Robes. And, 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 and their coach and his wife. They're nuts. Oh, my God. They're out of their mind. I wanted to beat them for no other reason just to shut both of them yeah, up. Yeah. So I'm actually friends with a couple guys now who were on that team. I didn't know them then. Isn't that um, fun? Yeah. Isn't and, that but, fun to be done with basketball? Yes. And all of a sudden, these guys that you didn't know real well, they're bugs. Yes. So like, J.R. Simon and Zach Bush, who were yeah. both in my position, they were me for Wichita yeah. State. Yeah, okay, I got you. Um, and they can ball. I mean, they were yeah. they were good players. Um, but obviously, they're playing behind Clay Anthony early. Ron Baker, Fred Van Fleet. Well, let's not, think but, about that let, roster. Let's, let's let's do this. You could ball. Well, I appreciate that. But, the, but <laughs> here's the thing. This is what people don't get. And, and I tell people this all the time. The level between – look, I get it. Cal brings in the best recruiting classes every year, okay? But my brother played NIT ball, okay? I mean, I mean not NIT. He played for NAI. played played transfer university. He can really ball. He could. Yeah. The level between – now, and I'm not comparing him to Tayshawn, but – they had a summer where Collier came over, was asked to come over by Coach Newton, CM mm-hmm. Newton, uh, and by Tubby to play. And because CM Newton was really close with Don Lane, mm-hmm. and they said, Would Collier like to come over and play pickup with the guys? Yeah. And I'm like, Yes, you're going to 100%. play pickup with the yeah. guys because yeah. you're only going to get better if yeah. you're playing against Tayshawn every day. And apparently, now Tayshawn was a better player, but apparently Collier held his own against yeah, Tayshawn. Yeah, I believe that. And, and, and so my point's always been to so many people the difference between NAI and NCAA. Is not that much. No. And the difference between a walk-on who sits the bench and doesn't seem to play and everyone thinks, I can't play. Mm-hmm. And actually, because you and I both know, you had moments in practice mm-hmm. where you were, you, it may have been a fleeting five minutes. Mm-hmm. For me, my freshman year, my sophomore year, it was a fleeting 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But where I had like 17 points in a blue-white game. Oh, now, yeah. I was getting e- eaten up on the defensive end. <laughs> but I had 17 to the point where Coach Patino had to call a timeout and yelled at everyone. Oh, yeah. Saying you all are letting that's MF for Cameron Mills. <laughs> Who is Cameron hey. Mills? And I'm like, Coach, you let me on the team. Yeah. Who, <laughs> Who is this kid? He's schooling you all. He had to call a timeout. And I mean, this is my sophomore year. I played less my sophomore year than I did my freshman year. Yeah. But th- my point is, is that you go back. Let's, let's take Chris Harrison for example. Mm-hmm. Chris Harrison sat the bench most of his career. Okay, he was close to being Mr. Basketball in Kentucky. He scored seventy six points in a high school game in Tolesboro. Um, I remember, I remember seeing this this uh, the screen for uh, I think it was WKYT or WLEX. Um, the, this this one particular night he had, he was crowned homecoming king at Tolesboro High. He had seventy six points. He had like like twenty five rebounds. I mean, just just had blew up one night. Mm-hmm. Um, he That's comes insane. to Kentucky has an has a probably an average less than average career, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and you watch the LSU game, the big comeback game, right, mm-hmm. where we came back from 31 down, yeah. Chris Harrison is key in that game. Yeah. Everyone considered him a bench warmer. Yeah. So what my point is is that no matter where you are, if you're on that team, you're practicing against some of the best players in the world. Yeah. Yeah. At, at that level. 100%. And so, you know, if you had transferred anywhere else in the SEC, you would have played. Oh, I appreciate that. And and I do believe it because I think, especially with the way the game's transition now, there's a place for the way I played in the game. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, think about the far less for one the way I played now. Well, think about the if you but, can sit and stand still and hit threes, maybe you can find a place. But yeah, I mean, that's only if play, that's only if a team's playing zone. That's that's why the, everyone that says I wish Cal would play zone, I'm like, 
they better not have a shooter on that team yeah. then because well, if Cal goes zone, that's going to open up those gaps. Well, think about, you know, to your point, think about the guys that we've had that were walk-ons. That yeah. turn, I mean, Robbie Moss Robbie. was a walk-on. Yep. JP, Anthony Jerry Polson was a walk-on. Was a walk-on. Anthony Epps. For a few these, weeks. these guys are, like, you say the gap, like a lot of it's exposure, right? Yeah. Hype. If you're yeah. on a big AAU team, yeah. you go get it, you go get exposure. The unique opportunity I had was I realized that I wasn't ever going to be a professional, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I can take this mid-major offer and go start. Yeah, or I can take a shot at this dream that they're at, that they're offering me and build a career out of it because yeah. I'm not going to be a pro no matter where I go. Exactly. I could go be an All American at Tennessee. Why, I'm still not going to go get paid. Why I don't, you know, I don't, you, but now you and I are different. Our and wait, hang on, now. let me clarify. When I say I could go be an All American, I, I, I don't mean all right, I that I would have been an All American. <laughs> I meant had I gone somewhere else and been an All American, it wouldn't have done for me what Kentucky what this, did. No, and this is this what yeah. you and I are, are, live, live in the same world where our dads played there. By the way, why didn't you have your dad's number? Because was it, was uh, Ryan had it, yeah, and okay. he actually offered it to me, and I was yeah. like, maybe it'd be cool to do the opposite, to do twenty one. Oh, I got. And you. he Instead was 12. twelve, and then okay. the next year they af- they offered for me to change it, and I almost did, yeah. and I it didn't, and then a week later Carl committed, and I was like, and he was like, I want twelve, and I and actually <laughs> he's the nicest guy, dude. I didn't I didn't change, okay. I didn't change, but he's the nicest guy in the world. Yes, he would have been I've like, oh, I'll d- you yeah. d- you keep it, I'll do what I'll do. You know, when, whatever. So my, uh, I'm trying to think. Jamal McGlure was 21 in high school, mm-hmm. and he loved that number. There's yeah. a very personal reason he had 21. He was what 34 at UK? Uh, 32. I don't know. I made that one. 32. He may have been 12. I don't know. I have to go back. I think he was 32. I'll go back and look, right. look at the pictures. I don't know what he was, but I full. This is when I knew that I was. We'll put the intern on it. Yeah, yeah. Look that up. Look <laughs> that up there, Jamal, um, Jamal McGlure. Uh, I have no idea how to spell his last name. Um, but uh, <laughs> I used to call him the Big Leaf because he was from Canada. So I, that, my go. nickname for him was the Big Leaf. Um, anyway, so when they recruited Jamal, mm-hmm. I felt because I had twenty one because no one else had it. Yeah, and because I, obviously I wanted it, but no one else wanted it. Yeah, yeah. And I was a walk on, so I full well. This is when I knew, wow, Coach actually like there's there's a respect here. Yeah. Like there's a he is not going to he's not going to sell this recruit. Yeah, on you can come and have whatever number you want. Yeah, no, twenty one's taken. And that's how he treats. It's like, that's no, awesome. no, our walk-on has 21. Yeah. You will not have 21. What What else? What other number? You, and when that happened, I was like, dang. That's awesome. That's, like, that's, then that I speaks volumes. Guilt, I felt guilty. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I'll give up 21 for this, like, you know, Canadian national player of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I'd do that. Yeah. But I didn't have to. And that's when I thought, man, that's pretty cool. But anyway, yeah. back to your point, for what you and I have had to – because what you're saying is is exactly the mindset I went through. I, I was in Georgia this weekend uh, for a ministry gig. Mm-hmm. And I was introduced, the guy who introduced me thought it was funny that I turned down a scholarship to Georgia to play at UK. Yeah. And I, I, I've been introduced in Georgia before at other ministry. No one's ever introduced me that way. And so mm-hmm. it kind of became this, oh, I better explain why yeah. I turned down a scholarship to these people's school yeah. to walk on and have my dad pay my way at UK. Yeah. And, um, but it, when you're in our shoes, it, it's to do the opposite is what's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why would I go to Georgia now? And now don't get me wrong. If UK had not said I could walk on, I would have been a I would have been a bulldog yeah. because I'm not going to turn down an SEC scholarship, yeah, right? Of course, because um, that's I don't care. That's a Big Five high high D one. Yeah. Um, but look, I went to games there mm-hmm. and during my recruiting trip. Basketball is not their passion, and yeah. I don't mean the players. Clearly, yeah. it's the players. I'm talking about the fans. Yeah. I grew up watching 24,000 people go nuts over you know, over these guys. I grew up watching the Ed Davinders and the Rex Chapmans, and mm-hmm. I grew up coming to every game because my dad had tickets. And so mm-hmm. we'd go to games, and I'm sitting thinking, 
why would I want to go play here if this team's telling me, even if I have to walk on, I can play here? Plus, because mm-hmm. I remember saying to Coach Patino my freshman year, actually even before my freshman year, if because he he was, people people bring this up, like Coach Patino tried to talk me out of walking on. Mm-hmm. And he kind of did. His, his point was, are you sure you want to do this? Because you're never going to play here. Mm-hmm. And I said, I remember telling him, Coach, if if I don't play, if I sit here, if, if I come here and I'm here four years, and I sit the bench for four years, but I have worn that jersey, and I have run out on this court, and I have my senior day, mm-hmm. and I get to be a part of some awfully special teams because that was we had Coach Patino had been to a Final Four at that point. Mm-hmm. He had he had technically rebuilt the program, and everyone knew a national championship was right around the corner at some point, most likely. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there thinking, why why wouldn't I want to come here? Yeah. And so I told him, I said, Coach, if I never play, and I sit the bench four years, I'm okay with that. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things I love about him is that he would not let that sort of lowly goal be my goal. Yeah. Because he yelled at me more than he yelled at anybody. Oh, we, we knew you could take it. Well, I wasn't sure I could take it. But he knew. I think I think part he of the, it, I think one of the things that Coach Pease, I don't know if Cal's like this, but I think one of the ways one of the things that makes Coach Patino special as a coach, he doesn't care if you can take it. Yeah. Because the reality is this. It's we, we were we were laughing earlier about those uh the those uh the sneakers that yeah. that uh, your dad mentioned the plat the plat the plat metric, the, right? Yeah. There's a whole Seinfeld episode, right? Where I and I love this line from Kramer where <laughs> Kramer says it's the Jimmy, uh the Jimmy episode where Kramer's wearing the the he's looking at these shoes that if, yeah. and if you don't know what we're talking about, they have the toe without the heel, right? Yeah. And so they're basically there to build up your calf muscle. Yeah. So you can jump like so you him can and jump I. higher, right? The way we did. Yeah. Um I never used them. My dad looked into them though in high school. He said, Man, yeah. you We used these. them at you get a, well you? no, we used them I used them no, we used them in high school. Okay. Did they so, work? I mean I don't <laughs> not much. I mean, you saw my vertical. <laughs> anyway. I actually, I actually did get like I, I had a pretty good vertical for a little while, but it wasn't because of those shoes. For, it came for, and went. I mean, it came, I, it came a little late. I developed a little later, so That's it came fair. when I was probably eighteen or nineteen. Okay. But it went, you know, at twenty five. Did you ever 26? dunk a ball? Oh yeah. Oh okay. All right. Oh yeah. I dunked one. I dunked one on Jeff Shepard in a pickup game at Seton Center. I got and pit. I even put that on my cat scratches, you know, for the media yeah. guide. What's your greatest sports achievement ever? I said dunking on Jeff Shepard this I, summer. I would do anything to have this one on video, but I was playing <laughs> See, in a, I was mine wasn't I was playing in a men's league game the the year I transferred. Yeah. So it was the summer. It was two months before I was announced on the team. I yeah. knew it was coming. Nobody else did. Right. I was playing in a men's league game at KBA oh. against Perry Stevenson. <laughs> did you dunk on Perry? <laughs> oh nasty. Did, did Perry know you were coming? No, no, nobody knew. Mm-mm. It was two hands off a three point, off a miss and three point miss. Oh, you caught it in there. It was. I would give anything for it. I have, I have First twelve all, people that can attest I, to I, it. But I, I know because it's a KBA. League. Oh my! It was he right, won't he won't many, admit it though. How many KBA leagues? Because I'm trying to remember what KBA basically shut down. But did you play any of the leagues after you got done playing? Well, like I mean, did I, I did, this? but I did because this would have been right around the time I may have been playing in KBA mm-hmm. leagues. I stopped playing because. You, you get around the guys. They hate they 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 want to they want to take it. They want to take it. They want to. I had. I'll, 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 I'm gonna I'm take it at Cameron Mills, and so I'd have guys talking trash. Oh, running their mouth in the middle of the game. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, we're just having fun out here. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is your Super Bowl, <laughs> but like, I had a guy, relax. Pal. I had a guy one time. He from the opening tip, he's talking trash, and every time he's calling for the ball, wanting to take me one on one, and he's taking me one on one because yeah. I don't know if you remember, Todd, I wasn't known for my defense, <laughs> so he's taking me one on one and talking trash. I'm like. Dude, you can you can do this all day long. Yeah. This isn't going to get me. Yeah. And by the way, we're beating y'all by thirty. Yeah. So it's not really doing y'all anything either. You're not proving anything by taking me one on one. I said I'm gonna, we had managers that could beat me one on one when I was on the team. 
I'm going to get all kinds of shit for saying this, but I, I had a, a buddy of mine that was playing against me. I'll make sure I send him this clip too. Um, but I had a buddy that, of mine that was on uh, the team playing against me one night, and he's like running his mouth. He's like, I'm going to get 30. And I was like, all right, one well, we'll get 50. Being funny. This like is, said this that. This is in the KBA League. This is in the KBA yeah, League. Yeah. This, is, this is, I mean, this is, I played it for like two years after I graduated, and it was only when I could get there. Like yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know, so it's it wasn't. Priority. It's, yeah, it's but for fun or to or to keep your conditioning but, up. But my buddy's playing against me, and he's he's the biggest. He he thinks he's James Harden. He plays like it too. Doesn't hit as many shots <laughs> as he does. People. Not as athletic, but he plays like him. And I'm like, that's what's wrong with the game. So anyway, <laughs> that's right. Um, I uh, he's like, I'm gonna get thirty. Da, 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 da. I was like, all right, well, you can have your thirty. Yeah, I'm not even gonna on attempt his to go team or against, against him. him. Oh, and okay. I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna get fifty. And he's running his mouth. So I literally turned to somebody on the sideline. I was like. Put that camera on a tripod, and I had, <laughs> I had fifty five. Then the next day we played them. I had fifty eight, and then when we played them again, and that that year I made sure I made that game for the ch- yeah. championship. I yeah. had sixty, and then I never played again. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I can't top, I can't top that run. So I just, uh, we had one that put South his head and, on a spike real quick. South and Christian had a league over here, and so we had a team that played at the KBA, mm-hmm. and it was made up of my brother, who was NAIA Player of the Year in two thousand one. Um, his brother could ball. I know you're too young. Still can, still can. Which really, is, which is, yeah. Just well, I say that he still could. He started to gain a little weight, which mm. makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> um, he, uh, but he, um, I mean, he was six foot eight, Jordan. Um, but kind of like you bloomed late. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly, and this this one man, I don't think he hit puberty until he was seventeen years old. I really don't. I didn't either. I mean, I mean, I he, mean, he wasn't really, interested like, in girls. He was, he, was, he, was, he was short. All of a sudden, he just kind of exploded right around right around uh, seventeen, eighteen, and but because he was shorter. He, he played that way. He learned how to handle the ball. Yeah. He was a ball handler. So yeah. now he's 6'8 and handles the ball and can shoot. Now, yeah. he couldn't shoot as well as Dad and I could, but he could shoot. So Collier's on the team. I'm on the team. A guy named Eli Straits on the team who played at Gardner-Webb, D1 mm-hmm. school. Uh, another guy named uh, uh, Pete was on the team, played at Tampa, D1 school. Um, I mean, all sm- small D1 schools. But this, we, I mean, we were – oh, and then um, we had a couple other guys that had played in AI. Mm-hmm. We were loaded. And we won the KBA League. We were called Alumni Dental. Oh, okay. We alumni dental team. And so we had we won the the KBA league like three or four years in a row. And then we stopped playing KBA, I think for whatever reason. Guys, you know, went on with their lives. But we played the Southland League over here. Yeah. And we were we shouldn't have done that because <laughs> we were head and shoulders above everybody. It got so the very first game, the other team we were playing walked. I and mean, this is a Christian yeah. church league. Yeah. And we it was so easy for us. We were full and we were basically doing Harlem Globetrotters against against the the generals. Yeah. I mean, they got mad at us and I mean just got furious and just walked off in the middle of the game because yeah. we were throwing things off the backboard, yeah. you know, behind the back. We weren't taking anything seriously because we were up like fifty in the first half. Yeah. And it was it got it got bad fast. But having those moments where I mean, that's eventually why I stopped playing. Yeah. Because number one, I never loved the game enough. To make it my life, life, mm-hmm. and you, like you said earlier, you knew you weren't going pro. Yeah, I knew I wasn't going pro. Well, I had a dream of it until my first workout at UK, and yeah. then I realized, oh, this is the leap from high school yes. to here. Yeah, I can't imagine what the leap from I mean, here to I, college. Like to you pro said, is. I bloomed late, but I, I, I bloomed late because, like, first off, my high school coach did nothing for us. Like he yeah. was the work; he knew nothing about basketball. Yeah, and I didn't really like. It was like you ever seen. I think I've mentioned this to you before on your radio show, I believe. But if, you know uh, National Treasure, the movie? I, I have not seen it, but I do know the Okay, movie. so yeah. there's a scene in National What's Treasure where he's, he's looking at Nicholas Cage. Yes, so he's you. looking at this map, and then they're like, they hand him these glasses, and they're basically glasses that so he can see the map, like the way it's supposed, the to, way be. It's supposed to be yeah. seen. And he puts them on, and he's like, oh, that's what Kentucky felt like for me. Uh-huh. When I got there, 
the things that my intuition told me about the game yeah. suddenly were translatable. Like it, yeah. it, it was like a blueprint yeah. that I that no one had ever showed me before. Right. Basketball to me was pick and rolls and blocking out. I mean, that's right. it. Yeah, like that was it. Yeah, and then I learned. I'm like, well, there no reason I no way no no. There's it makes sense now why I wasn't good because I wasn't fast enough to beat people. I wasn't athletic enough to jump over them. I wasn't big enough to block out. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, when I graduated high school, I was 172 pounds. Yeah. My first day at UK, I was 212. Uh-huh. The muscle gain there uh-huh. was nuts. The athleticism. I mean, I went I from being able to not dunk to my to here on the rim. Really. And then and then I have this perspective now as I start to learn the game. Like I don't have to be faster. I just have to create space. You have to be I don't smarter. have to be. I don't have to be able to get open by power and through them. I have to be able to outsmart them. Yeah, have have to, that was the biggest move thing without the ball. Move, All this. The biggest thing. The biggest lesson I learned. Um, probably the biggest lesson I learned was how hard you have to work. Mm-hmm. Like it, like basketball. The moment you hit college, and I don't care what level it is. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's in NCAA D three or in, or NAI D two or whatever, or NCAA D one or high D one like UK, UCLA, North Carolina, Kansas. It is now a job. Mm-hmm. It is now your career. Whether you're going to go on and actually get paid or not, and thank God they're finally getting some money, yeah. but whether you're going to get paid or not, this is now your career. This idea of the student-athlete in college is the biggest crock oh, it's nuts. In, in the world. And the only people that don't really understand that are the people who aren't there. To who haven't, that, haven't yeah, been they, through it. They put it. on a good face and talk about the student-athlete. But let me ask you this. If NCAA really cared... And I don't want to get up on this on this tangent because I could I I, I could we wax, could go all I day could long, wax yeah. forever on this, but if if it was really about academics, mm-hmm. well then why hasn't there ever been a coach fired from a Division One team because his team wasn't getting it done in the classroom? Yeah, has never. that ever happened? No, you ever heard of that? Happening? No, it's never happened. No, why do they get fired? Because they're not performing on the floor. Wins and losses. Yeah. Well, then stop calling them student athletes. I agree totally. And all right, real quick Garbage. tangent. This whole show's been just tangent after tangent. That's right. Like we, we're, we need a whiteboard now. to circle back. But <laughs> but real quick, I will let you. I'll say this, and then while you think about it, all I'm right. gonna go on to something else. Okay. Um, that'll, that'll and then we'll come back. My ADHD. I want to know. We we'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. I want right. to ask this so you have a chance to think about all it. Right. What would you? What deal would you have sought after if nil was a thing when you were playing? So let me go on this tangent. I'll come right back. So. Um, the thing that, like you said, is, is student athlete, and they, you know, they do prioritize the classroom as far as you have to go to class. Like they don't just let you just skip out on class. And stuff. Oh right. But at the same time, there, there's a way around I, that though. Yeah, I know. Freshman year, go to every class, make sure they see you. You never have to go to class again. Pretty much. Because they'll stop checking on pretty, you. Pretty much. Yeah, they will. Pretty much. And as long as you're delivering on your grades, that's you're fine. right. Yeah. But I, I got suspended. In the summer, academic probation? No, I got suspended. Oh, sorry. <laughs> EJ Floriel. That's, that's random. That's classy. I haven't talked to him in a while. Classy. We'll take that later. Um, so I, I got suspended. What a name drop! I was working. That freaking name drop! I haven't talked to him for. I haven't talked to him forever. Sure. He just yeah, you didn't text him to say, "Hey, dude, call me here in about fifteen minutes." Actually, hang on. It's unbelievable. Yo, I'm on a podcast. I'll call you right back. You're on. You're on the air right now. All right, I got you, Bob. <laughs> um, that so, was all planned. Jordan, that was all planned. That might have been the biggest, the best athlete on campus at the time really? I was there. Either him or the cheerleader. The, that could do all the they crazy. All the, oh, yeah. that, oh, that dude uh, that, is oh, a yeah, wild he's man. Nuts. He's Either EJ or him. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Josh Marsh. So okay. okay. So I got suspended. I did it. I I was again. It was a walk on. My first year in the summer. I did a um, I did a a, a, a summer job for Wildcat Moving, and mm-hmm. I literally helped people move. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I got paid like fifteen or twenty dollars an hour, which is what everybody got paid, and yeah. then I got tipped out at the end of the job. Yeah. When school started back. 
uh, they had put a picture of me, like not trying to do anything crazy, on their website right. of me actually moving something. I think I remember this. Compliance suspended me. Yep. For profiting for what, off of my license, and did. I said, I have a job. Right. I I was working to pay my bills because and I. Minute, did they give I'm you any extra on. money for that photo? No. Which they should have. No. But that would have been a compliance issue. But that would have been a compliance issue. They asked me, did you get paid? I said, I got paid paid my hourly work. They said, well, how do you know that somebody didn't tip you more because you're a UK basketball player? How do you know that they did? I was like, if you think that that that's what we're dealing with, if you think that somebody's going to be like, hey, you know, go get 20 this year, like... Oh. We you got bigger problems than that if that's what you think is going it, on. It, it, it so was, it was so ridiculous. So the fir- well the first thing I ha- I did when the nil stuff happened was call Wildcat Moving. I was like let's make a deal. Let's do yeah. something. But yeah. uh, but did you did, you never got to? No, I didn't get yeah, to participate. Get- I'm, I'm saying jokingly now that yeah, it changed exactly. this year. I, I called I them you. and was like, that, you yeah, know. but that's what's frustrating. And this, it's also frustrating for those that well you got a scholarship right. Okay, no, and I, pre- no and, I and, and look here's the thing. It's not that I don't appreciate it, the scholarship that I eventually got. Everybody else gets internships. Here's what that and jobs. When they're in school. UK Opera Theater. We were talking about that earlier, right? Mm-hmm. There are people in UK Opera Theater, okay, or the UK School of Music, mm-hmm. who are on full rides for their musical ability, can also take that musical ability and sing at weddings and get paid. Yeah. The athletes cannot do that, yep. or at least could not until this year. And yep. I, actually, I'm still not sure they can do that because they can't use their ability in basketball Correct. to profit off of. And they, they also can use their image and likeness to profit and they, off of. they also can't use anything connected to the university unless, right. the, unless the deal is through somebody who JMI has signed. Which is interesting because if you look at, if you go by um, on Nicholasville Road, right where the iHeart studio used to be, mm-hmm. um, you've got the that Morgan and Morgan, yeah. that billboard. Those two guys are wearing Kentucky uniforms, aren't they? So because is that a Morgan, JMI? Morgan and Morgan okay. has to. So the the rule technically, I think, and you can quote me on this. I'm pretty sure. I'm almost <laughs> positive this is right. But they have to they have to be with JMI. Spend 150 thousand dollars a year. Okay, and that then they can use their marks. Okay, so and in, in that interesting because UK has sued because UK technically, to my not, and I believe this is correct. Mm. University of Kentucky owns the trademark Kentucky. Yeah, not and it's a state. And they own How do it. they own the name of a state as a trademark? I don't know. And so anyone who uses the name Kentucky, they have to pay a little bit of money to UK or UK yep. sues them. And and I don't know if UK still will, but I if remember you get there was big a, enough. There was will. a well, there was a little bitty um, distillery down in southeastern Kentucky that had the name Kentucky in their in their in their title in their in their um, the name of their bourbon and. It, it made like I think it made national news. UK was suing them. That means that we own the trademark for Kentucky. That's how insane. is that possible? Well, if you have enough money to have a lawyer that could fight it, you, true. There, it's a good chance you're yeah, going to win that one. But, All right, anyway, back, so back to your question about NIL. Yeah, I NIL. want your. I want your. Uh, what would I go after? Yeah, Jordan's Jordan's got a couple questions for you, but I want you to answer this one first. I want you to know. Here's I want to know who you, who NIL. your deal. Who, not not now, but but college you. What what deal would you have oh. sought after? You know what you know what I would want more than anything, and this isn't necessarily what would have made me the most money, but it's where my heart is yeah, and that's, right now. That's what all, bothers me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what it's not where my heart is. Like oh, this would be good for the kids, mm-hmm. or this would be good as a charitable thing, or something like that. It, it's what bothers me, and and I think nil basically is is going to do away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are stores. Right now, in in the city, in the state, mm-hmm. um, there's one in particular that um, there's a gentleman who has who who does pictures does does pictures of old UK players mm-hmm. um, and like um, paints or, or paints, photo okay paints and that's and that's part, that's part of it. he paints based off photographs that someone else has taken okay um, that's neither here nor there for this argument but this person wanted to do a uh, a painting of the 98 team to celebrate our 20th anniversary, which was a couple years ago. Um, so he came to me and said, you know, I'd like to do this. I said, okay, here's the deal. 
I can give you permission to do my picture, mm-hmm. but you got 13 other guys plus a coach plus Mr. Bill Kiteley plus CM Newton. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Kiteley had passed away at this point. Uh, CM Newton was in ill health mm-hmm. down in Alabama. Uh, Tubby, I think, was at the time, may have still been in Memphis. Um, you understand, you you cannot just put people's pictures, even if you're painting them, their image and their likeness at this point. Now, see, when you're a player, the NIL hadn't come into hadn't, hadn't come into being yet. Mm-hmm. So they could do this, but the NCAA stopped them from doing it. But there was no state law, there still isn't as far as I know, that would keep anyone from drawing a picture of me in my uniform with Kentucky across my chest, number 21, clearly me. And prevent them from selling it without paying me a dime or getting my permission. Yeah. That's what, if I if NIL stops that, that's what I would be involved in. Making sure, and I know that's not exactly what you were asking, but that's what, that, that's what frustrates me. Is that, yeah. So I told this person, I said, look, number one, I said, I'm not telling you no. I'm telling you I can't answer for my 12 teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I can organize an answer for you. Mm-hmm. I can call them and see. But I guarantee you, knowing my teammates and knowing me, we're going to want some money out of this yeah. because you're selling our likeness. You are yeah. painting it. And this person went ahead without our permission and did it mm-hmm. and had the gall to, number one, paint a kind of collage in the middle. So he had like individual pictures of each of us all around this painting. Mm-hmm. And then he had the gall to paint a picture of us in the middle celebrating on, while we're on the riser, mm-hmm. right? Getting our yeah, trophy. The trophy. Right. Uh, from C.M. Newton, who mm-hmm. was the director, who was the president of the basketball, of, of NCAA basketball that mm-hmm. year, which was a really cool part of that. Yeah. Um, he had the gall to, number one, put our names below each of our pictures. So very clearly who he's representing here. Um, and he put cigars in a few of my teammates' fingers. There were no cigars in that moment. Yeah. And now I've got two or three teammates irate about the fact that um, I've got a problem with this. I was a college student. Yeah. I was, um, at the time, a couple of them were under the age. None, none of them were under the age of 18. Yeah. But they were under the age of 21. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a law or not is immaterial. Is the idea of they did not want a picture portraying of them, them that way. portraying them smoking a cigar. Now, yeah. I have a couple other teammates, myself included, that enjoy a cigar. Yeah. And probably wouldn't have cared. Yeah. But it was a matter of fact of that you are not only portraying our likeness, but you're portraying our likeness in a negative light yeah. as far as we're concerned. And you never got permission from us to do this. Yeah. And the NIL is going to change that. Coach Cal yesterday testified yep. in, in in front of the um, either the Senate or the House of Representatives mm-hmm. at Kentucky. I think and, it was the Senate. In the Senate, basically, and I think he and uh, uh, Mitch Barnhart both were there on behalf of the student athlete. Mm-hmm. I even used to call it student athlete. I can't. I can't just roll my eyes when I say that. <laughs> on behalf of the players, saying, you know what, that, that this is good for them. Yeah. Now, what what makes me irate though is the idea that the NCAA being the harbinger for all that is good. For the athlete, right? Mm-hmm. That's who they say they are. Yeah. It took it took the freaking it took it took ten state legislatures to pass or ten state governments to pass NIL laws before the NCAA would move an inch. I know. And all of a sudden, when the NCAA realized we don't have control over what the states do, what are yeah. we going to do? Oh, now now you know what? Let's let the players make some money. Yeah. Off well, they, I mean, well, obviously, you know, Jay Billis says this all the time. There just wasn't enough money to go around. Well, I love Jay Billis. He's the I, man. I love Jay Billis. And I love agree that. or disagree, he's going to tell you what he thinks. Oh, absolutely. And that's all that matters. Absolutely. So, how about this? Let's let's change subject a little bit because I tweeted this the other day. You tell me that Bill Walton and Jay Billis would not make the greatest color commentator <laughs> pair in the world. I would listen to the two of them with. I, I, I don't need. I don't need. I don't need a play by play. I don't even need I to have want, the game. I just on. want. I, no, exactly. I, I don't just even want need these two riffing on. for an hour. Those yeah. two on a podcast. Just let's. let's I would do tune that. in every day. Let's make because you, let's do uh, that. Let's get. They let's, would. They would make fun of each other. They would mock each other. Did you, so so I tweeted that the other day, and Billis responded mm-hmm. saying something about I don't think I'd survive the contact high. 
Oh my God! I mean, that's he amazing. called Billis out on. That's he, he called he called Walton out on everything, and the, Walton didn't care. No, didn't care not at all. That. What I don't get though is the people that don't. I, now, actually, I do get the people that don't like Walton. I get it, but I love him. I, I love. I could. Let, all people do is complain about the boringness of college basketball. Mm-hmm. All Walton does is make it great because he won't even talk about the game. He he literally. He it, he he's one of those people. You know, you have those friends that they'll just like zone out and then they'll just start talking in the middle of their thought. Yeah, you know, yeah. they'll just be like, "That's Walton." Yeah, those penguins. <laughs> and you're just like, "What?" He's a mess. He's like, "Oh, sorry." I just, he's an I, absolute I, mess. That's Except, what he does all the time. No love, apologies. He is for it. so well spoken, though. Yeah, he will go on, and you get the sense that he has scripted and memorized his opening. I wouldn't call them tirades, but his opening monologues, and they're just they're just stream. No, of they're riffs. Yeah, they're just, they're just stream the of consciousness, and they're so brilliant. He doesn't miss a word. He doesn't. Uh, he just goes. I think that's what shrooms will do oh, for you. Oh, so good. I think that's. What I don't it know is. what he's on, <laughs> but it makes it makes for some of the most entertaining basketball play or, or color commentary there is. <laughs> I All right, agree. Jordan. All right, Jordan, give us a question. Wait, wait have we? We haven't even yeah, really talked about so, basketball. This is great. We've talked no, all about. It. No, you haven't actually. Right. As, Jordan's an analytical. As much right, as Jordan, I love, give me, give me, give me some some. Uh, what are they called? What are the stats called now? Analytics. Yeah. Analytics. As oh, much yeah. as I love listening to you guys go on your tirade about uh, bullying people in the church leagues and whatever yeah, substances what that, that really Bill Walton may or may we didn't not mean be to. on. It just kind of happened. Um, <laughs> it happened organically. Jordan. I think so, yeah. I do, unfortunately, actually have to ask some journalistic <laughs> questions here. I'm Go sorry, ahead. but right, I do have on. to do it. Um, I want to talk about how the product of Kentucky basketball has changed since you were playing, Cam. Okay. Because, in my opinion, and it's been a subject on Twitter that I know the two of you have seen, um, the home environment doesn't seem to mean as much as maybe it did way back when. And I think maybe a part of that is because the brand has gotten so big and, in my opinion, Hmm. kind of sterile. Well, so if you go back 20, let's see, 98, what is that, 23 years. So you go back 23 years to my senior year. Um, we were still selling out. Um, you're, t- you're talking about like home games, like the home home game environment. So the, the thing is, is that the reputation Rupp has as not necessary. Like it's cavernous. It's big. It can be intimidating, um, and it can have intimidating moments. But I think sometimes we play it up as though it's a hard place for opponents to play. I don't know that it is. I don't think it is, and I don't think it's ever been, to be honest, because I think the reputation that Rupp has, accurately or inaccurately, right? I mean, you you, you go to okay, you go to Cameron Indoor, they only see, it only seats ten thousand. I mean, that's just twice as much as my high school arena sat. I mean, you and can, my high school arena, you can you can. It's a lot easier to make a small arena, right? Like if you take a cavernous place like Rupp Arena and you and you put twenty four thousand people in there, or twenty two, whatever it sits now. Um, it can get loud, but something pretty special is going to have to happen for it to get loud. Like, you know, you're going to have to go on a ridiculous run that brings you back to win a game. You're going to have to, a last second shot's going to have to be hit, or it's going to be a back and forth game that all of a sudden Kentucky in the last three minutes just goes on a tear um, and crowd erupts, right? I remember thinking the loudest I've ever heard Rupp Arena <coughs> was in a loss. Um, my It was senior day in 1997, and we were playing South Carolina, and it was a back and forth game. South Carolina had a good team then. Um, and that was the team that uh, Kentucky team that would go, go on to uh, the national championship game and lose to Arizona. Um, it was senior day, and it was back and forth, back and forth. It was a grueling game. And then um, 
we had we had a couple threes down the stretch that basically looked like we were going to win. Um, and I've never heard Rupp Arena louder. But we ultimately lost that game. I don't think, but here's the other side of that. And Todd, do you is there a place that you went into on a away game, let's say in the SEC, or it doesn't have to be SEC. Maybe mm-hmm. it could be, um, it could be Kansas. It, it could be, um, it could it could be the, uh, um, uh, it could be. Carolina. I'll tell you exactly who it was. Okay, but but was there a place that you felt as a team or as an individual? Well, I don't like playing here. This this place is intimidating, and this is a hard place to play. Yeah. So um, you hear that about Indiana again? I wasn't. I didn't travel yeah, for that. I game. never was. All our Indiana um, games were in were in third party places. Yeah. It was the RCA Dome or it was um, in uh, Freedom Hall. I never really liked. Um, I never really liked some of the obvious ones. I mean, you know, North Carolina, Kansas, but the the some of even the SEC schools like Florida. Yeah. Florida's literally the swamp. I mean, there's a pool in the same facility. So yeah. it's like muggy and the fans are I mean, the bench like yeah. if the bench is seated right here, the, the fans are fans. right here. South Carolina like used they to can be like reach that. over and touch you. Yeah, South Carolina used to be like that. Coach Gino actually got into altercation with a fan who was sitting yeah. right behind him when you're And and so so Florida's that way. Um there's a couple other places but, in the SEC but, that way. But but I mean, think even this Nerland's injury happened yeah, at Florida. Florida right. They clapped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's conducive to their entire fan base, right? But, no, no, I get but that. they but were they were is, like. But what I'm asking you is 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 there a place that is a team? Now, part of it is we're Kentucky, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't be going in anywhere and being intimidated. But was there ever a place? Was there ever a road game that you ever felt like their their fans and the fact that we're on the road and that we're in their gym won them the game? Now you didn't won them the game over us, yeah. Because see, that's what I don't think people understand. There, I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, Jordan. I don't think there is a whole lot of anywhere. I don't think there's a home environment. I don't think there's a home advantage. Is what I'm saying. I, per, I, mean, I don't think there is. I'm in the camp. My favorite player in college to watch, not when I was in college, but through college, right. was JJ Redick. Yeah, because he and people hate when I say that because I'm not saying I'm a Duke fan. Right. I'm a JJ no, Redick fan. Exactly. He would he would get off mm-hmm. on getting booed yes like he wanted to he play wanted away to games he wanted to be hated yes. and people thought like like oh it irritated him so much no. they hate him more and he's like i'm like you are hyping this man up exactly You're let's go booing back. him he's gonna come in and ruin your weekend we every talk, time. George, so the, jordan let's go this we talked about this before we hit record okay um that video that uk released of the guys taking the court at kansas that's what people don't get is when you go into a hostile it's environment fueling. and they're hostile and they're yelling things at you and they're degrading you and they are yeah and they're getting out. I mean, did you see them light up? Yo, I Those know. Those five so, players lit up. They were like, "This is what we so want." I, I want to tell you, bring your hate because we feed off. I of got to tell you this quick story because it's not when you when you changed the when you worded the question as intimidated to play. Like, yeah. That then it changed my answer, okay. right? But the the craziest moment in that video yeah. right that video at kansas where they're walking out and they're showing yeah. up close the yeah. guys are looking into the yeah. crowd and they're just like uh-huh. they're licking their chops yep. right that moment for me and yep. my teams that yep. i remember clear as day was the first game in the yum center oh okay yeah so this was the year um this was the first time we went as a with with nerlands and my freshman yep. year and and they played, so it was a CBS game, and you yeah. know CBS games have was it was it eight Louisville minute game? timeout at Louisville, it Louisville, been, yeah, it Louisville. It was Louisville. Could have been a young game, but no, it was Louisville. Okay. It was Louisville. So we're playing Louisville. It's like the day after Christmas, um, right? That you know we were number one or two or yeah. so, or we had been number one. I can't yeah. remember where we were that day exactly, but yeah. it was a high ranked game, big game, and 
it was a CBS game, and there are super long timeouts. They're com- coming back from TV. Like is three stuff is nuts. And so we did the opening announcement. again, it's all about student-athlete, Jordan. Remember that. Yeah. So we did the starters, and the five guys are, you know, we, we after they announce the starters, we come to our huddle while yeah. they do their starters, yeah. right? right? Then they went to a commercial. Right. So the, you got to warm up all over again. Yeah. So the five guys, so we're coming out of the huddle, and we're, we're waiting on the cameras to come back so we can start. <laughs> and so the our five guys are out there ready to tip. Yeah. And they started playing Rihanna's Who's Gonna Run This Town Tonight. Yeah. And I think it's Jay-Z's and Rihanna. But Jay-Z whatever. and Rihanna. Yeah. But but the, but but there was no beat. I'm serious. Listen to this. There was no beat. The idea that I know that Rihanna, Rihanna, you know, there's no beat. Rihanna, Rihanna's voice pierces yeah. the crowd, and it's yeah. like, feel it coming yeah. in the air. And then the beat drops, and the the, the the that like you could feel the heartbeat of the arena. Yeah. And it was the most mesmerizing. It was yeah. the first time that I caught myself standing up. Yeah. On the floor, like, going. It, it, yeah. Which was the great part about that video because you saw Grady, yep. and then you saw Ty uh, Ty, and you saw like they're looking around. They're like they're like they're they're in awe of the noise. Us up. Now with but that, here's the thing: they're in awe of the noise, but they know the noise is for them. It's for them. It's for them. And then and then you got if you Joe got, Schmo comes in here and play, these, nobody these people cares. are going crazy. They, I mean, tickets to to South Carolina. South Carolina played Auburn and Kentucky back to back. The tickets were twenty five percent higher for the Kentucky game yep. than they were Auburn. Auburn's number one. Right. And then they say they didn't come out. They didn't show up for us. Right. Bottom line that. That moment right there is what makes it all worth it. Yes. Like they don't get to see, you know, and and you're gonna have your performances and all that stuff. But I'm I'm a big fan of especially with with sports staying even kill. You don't get too high on the high moments. Yes. You don't get too low on the lows. Right. That moment right there is regardless of your performance, you can take a second and appreciate what you've earned. But here's the key part about that moment, and I think you're bringing it up, and I think this is what makes that this is what makes this team. Dare I say special? Because mm-hmm. they're not special. They're special. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what what, uh, what Davion Mintz has done for that little girl and going to her prom. Awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, they're going to be his guest on Tuesday. Within 24 hours, by he, stopped by the, he stopped by the Humane Society. Or Saturday. And, huh? They're going to be, that family is going to be his guest for Florida awesome. Saturday. See, I mean, that, that, that this is a special group of young men. So, mm-hmm. let, but whatever they do at the end of the season, there's something cool about this team. Yeah. Um, but what was special about that video is that, we all know what happened right after that video went to black. Yeah. We know that we dismantled the number five team yep. in the country and yep. embarrassed them on their home court. Yep. That's what made that special. Now, if we lose that game by 20, that video is never made. Yeah. And nobody bothers to show how yeah. they uh, – but, but because we know what – and what's special about this team is – and you said it earlier because – They've got some older guys. Oh, yeah. They've got some guys with seniority. Who've experienced who know experience. Who know – I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to live in this moment, mm-hmm. but then we got work to do for 40 well, minutes. They got Dave, and they came out and did work for 40 minutes. They did. And that's what makes that special it, is they lived in that moment, but then they shut it down and said, now we got 40 minutes of work. So if, no play, now work. If you had showed me that video before tip-off, I would have hammered the spread. I would have been a mess. Hammered the spread. Absolutely. Like, they're, like the look in their eyes, had there was no doubt, no intimidation. Yeah. They were like, this is what this we is worked what we for. Want. But when you look at, like you said, and then we'll go back to Jordan for his next question, but when you look at this team and you talk about how you know the transfer rules like there's no sitting out anymore right you right. got oscar came from west virginia right. wasn't he was good he was double double but, but he, he wasn't, wasn't like this he wasn't this uh-uh. now he's you know that leading candidate candidacy for national player of the year the Absolutely. wooden award um then you got kellen grady who was 2000 point guy at davidson you got uh severe who was point guard in the saying about him we were saying about him he's, he plays like steph curry and the reality is he's looking no, he's not steph curry no but, but he, he's looking like a young well steph he needs curry. to have the ball in his hands more than he was at the beginning of the year and cal's figured but, that out and now he's that, but but do you remember, like, when you and I were talking about this earlier, 
biggest thing I learned that I had to work harder, mm -hmm. right? How to work when you get this level. I also learned how to come off a screen. Yeah, that's big. And it's, I mean, that's why I love watching Steph Curry at Davidson. I love watching him now. Now, now he can yo-yo you all day long yeah. and throw up a three turns back and splash it, yeah. right? That's what makes him so much fun to yeah, watch. It's so good. It's the arrogance with which I he I like shoots. him the way, because other people hate him. Like the same reason. Oh yeah. The same reason that I like him is the same reason other people well, hate him. Well, it's look, the, the bottom line is all these shirts, Kentucky against the world, right? Is that everybody hates it. That's right. That's the Kentucky we want. I don't want ESPN to talk yeah. to talk good about us. Yeah. I want ESPN to rail on us. Yeah. I want everybody to rail on us. I want everybody to hate us. I want because if they hate us, that's respect. Yep. That's exactly. all that is. But with this team, you know, back to your point, you got you got Oscar, uh, Kellen, yeah. and Severe that all transferred in as yeah. quote unquote vets. Right. You got Davion and Keon who yeah. played under Cal. Right. The pressure on a guy like Ty Ty, yeah. like last year, is insurmountable. Yeah. Now he's got no weight on his shoulders. He yeah. can go out and give a seventeen and seventeen. Yeah. And or nobody, not. And, or not. Or not. And, and literally, Davion and Ty Ty combined for two points mm -hmm. at Kansas. Yeah. If you'd have told me that was going to happen, yeah. I'd have been like, well, we're screwed. And, and that's, the, but that's the gloriousness of this team, too. Because, the, again, we, we, we didn't even we're notice. not relying upon one person. Exactly. And, and, and again, I, I don't want to compare them to the 98 team too much because I think they're probably better overall talent-wise than we were in 98. But who's the star? Yeah. I mean, Oscar's the star. Yeah, but, he you, is. but, but, but Oscar's not going to be the leading scorer every night. No. So you can't go in and say, guys, we got to keep this guy off the board because you're not going to be able to keep him off the board no. anyway. And we he proved that at the Kansas game. Yeah. But you're, I mean, his people don't, I think, underappreciate. They they want to talk about his rebounds because they're like, oh, he's got so many he's rebounds. He's averaging 15.1 a game or something. Yeah, but they look at rebounds like it's a stat sheet piece. I look at rebounds like you gave us 15 chances to score a basket. Well, and if you notice about Oscar, Oscar, and, and I tweeted this the other day, and I think it was from the Kansas game. We we were going on. We were on our tail. We were already up twenty. And, and think about it. We're up twenty, mm -hmm. right now. You could say Oscar's padding his stats, or you could say Oscar knows how to play mm -hmm. as a senior. That basically, bottom line is, uh, Davion or someone he's shot a, a junior. Three. Junior, thank you. Which um, is nuts. upperclassman. Yeah, God, he's got one more year. I know. I hope he stays. He might. Um, but you've got this. You've got so Davion or someone shot a three from the wing, mm -hmm. and we got you got three Kansas players just standing around in the lane, and he outworked all of them. Well, that so that was one play. Yeah. I mean, he he outworked them for three offensive yeah. rebounds and two points. Yeah. But then there was this other little play that kind of went unnoticed because um, we scored, but Oscar didn't get the points. Mm -hmm. What Oscar did is the moment he saw, and I think it was Davion shoot the three, Oscar ripped around and attacked Hit somebody. Yep. and went and put a body. On. That's what they tell you to do on the other end of yep. the court yep. they don't teach you necessarily now Cal may yeah, yeah, yeah. but you don't think a lot about that wait a minute Oscar's going after offensive rebounds the way we're, everyone else is taught to go after defensive rebounds. Yeah. To go smell the ball. Oscar smells the ball on offensive rebounds. He almost, and there have been a couple of games where he has had more offensive rebounds yeah. than defensive rebounds. That's, you know how I many extra possessions that is a game? And, and how it's much his, that adds It's to his it. oxygen. Like, that's oh. what he's after. But that, and that, that was, was the amazing thing about that video that I saw. Because it was basically just a video of the highlights with Tom and Mike Pratt yeah. calling over it. But the way he swung around, the intensity that he swung around, went and found a blue shirt mm -hmm. or a white shirt. I guess it would, yeah. we would we would have worn blue, a white shirt, and immediately bumped him. And because that guy's now have to, he's got to focus on Oscar. Yeah. Because you better focus on Oscar. Yeah. Now our other teammate comes from the, and I forget who it was. It I may think have it was been, Lance. Uh, or Lance. Yeah. One of yeah, the two. One of them. Yeah. Come, no one put a body on him because yep. you had to put a body on Oscar because Oscar attacked the rim for offensive yep. rebound. Jordan, next question. All right. By the way, to answer your question, the first one, I, I don't think there's uh, – TV has a lot to do with it because I would rather watch a game from home. Um, and I, 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 But the Rupp has always had the, the – the, 
Rupp has always had the reputation as not being the Cameron Indoor Stadium. Well, you got the boosters down low, too. You do. But you know what? The reality is, guys, every place has the boosters down low. Yeah. We've got our eruption zone. Our eruption zone is awesome. But the thing is, is that I don't care where you play. Once that ball is tipped, it doesn't matter where you are. And that's why I was asking that question earlier. I was more nervous for my high school games than I ever was for a game at UK. And you could say this because I never played at UK. Well, that's partly true. Right, mm. I didn't have a, I didn't have a lot of pressure on me before my UK games, but there were games I was going to have to play, and I knew that, and I wasn't, I wasn't nervous, well, and I wasn't nervous because what I knew is the moment that ball went up in the air, it's I just basketball. Have, I don't, it's, yeah, and and it's it's like that, it's it's like that scene out of um out of um, uh, Hoosiers. Mm. It's this, it's the court's the same, it's yeah. the same length, it's the same width, the bat, the rims ten feet. It doesn't matter what's going on outside, and believe it or not, when that game is going on as a player. That is all tuned out. It's, I, I wanna, so I don't think we can do anything about making Rupp a more intimidating place to play. The only thing that makes us an intim- Rupp an intimidating place to play is that team has to be intimidating. I, I want to piggyback what he's saying real quick, and then I'll throw it back to you. So not only do you kind of, in all seriousness, zone out and like tune mm-hmm. out the you crowd. Really like you feed off of it, but... You're not. You don't even see it. It's like being on stage at something the like free throw thing that people that the, yeah that 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 is never thrown off a person ever. No. Now, the, now I hope they do it. I hope they go crazy. But this you well, know, mo- making noise through the clear backboard. Most people aren't looking there. No, like, you're, you're not you're looking focused there. on the game and 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 executing. And you've done. You know these things are these are things you've repped hundreds of thousands and of times. There's a thousand things you're thinking about. The, you're the about scouting, the game. About that game. Like, yeah. A, that scouting reports. Our scouting reports were forty pages long. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's, so I got forty pages worth of material that I have to be focused on. Yeah, the last thing I'm worried you're about on is that what's free going throw on line, and you're talking. You know, you're like, all right, pinch him. Yep. You know, uh, yep. get off the line here, and you're we're going to get back into crowd. this. You're not you're looking just not at that, the crowd, and I think but, that goes both ways. But I want to, I want to piggyback that point just for a quick second. Okay. The, the like practice, people always ask me the same thing. They'd say like, you know, what's it like playing against these guys? Obviously, I played very little in the games, but in practice, but in practice like, what's it? I'm right. like, same thing to your point. I'm not going to diminish what, you know, Devin Booker was, right. right? I'm guarding him every day in practice, but he was just a little bit better. Yeah. And when I say a little bit, I mean relatively. He was right. a little bit better at the right. game than I was. Right. It's still a match. Like, I can't be worried about him making his announcement to commit to Kentucky on ESPN and right. I, you know, right. it happened in a back room for me over the phone. <laughs> I can't be concerning myself with the fact that he's going to sign a max deal in a couple years because he's so much better. It's it's literally like it's my job right now in that moment. is to stop you from scoring. <laughs> That's right. What's the best way I can think of doing that? Or flip side, my yeah. job is to get a shot off on you. Yeah, yeah. you're 6'5 and faster, yeah. so how do I take advantage of that? Right. And that's just how you have to approach it. And yeah. it's it just boils down to... It's basketball. You've right. done it your whole life. You've done these reps a hundred thousand times. Get to your spots and figure out how to the do only, it. The only the only thing that might add during a game, it, it, the difference because I was thinking the difference between the KBA games we were talking about and a game at Rupp Arena that actually mm-hmm. that counts, right? Mm-hmm. Is the pressure you put on yourself? Yeah, the fans aren't going to, and, and that your coaching staff puts on you, and your teammates put yeah. on you. That's the pressure you feel. I remember thinking, my senior year especially, because I, I had a few injuries that year, my junior year as well. I remember thinking I was never worried about disappointing the fans. Yeah, same. I was terrified of disappointing my teammates. Yeah, same. That's I, what I didn't like. Want, I did not want to let my teammates. Ninety-five percent of the shots that I'm going to get in a game situation, or in a blue-white game, or anything like that. Yeah. I can make because yeah. I'm not going to yeah. force something up. I'm going right. to take yeah. something I'm used. To, I can. I know I can execute yeah. on. Wait a minute. It's what'd when you, you what did you do senior day? Did you jack any on senior day? I thought you told me you did. I shot a couple on <laughs> senior day, but we were also undefeated coming off of what should have been. A, we were down seven with four minutes left at Georgia, the game before yeah. my senior night, and yeah. I was like, 
I might not get to start if we don't win this game. And it's going to ruin an undefeated season. So that's true, which we were been best thing for it. So we were out. We were out decently quick in that game because we were literally worried about. Yeah. Um, but but the blue white game, but my sh- first blue white game, I actually won the game from the free throw line. Did you, with one second on the clock? My best game, my, game. I would say I had a thirty one point game my senior year against Florida that we lost. Yeah. Other than that, my best game was a blue white game. I mean, I mean, because I was playing. Yeah, I mean, there's, but, but again, you got, once you, you got to have ten UK players once in a blue the ball white game, rolls out there. It's it does, it's basketball. It does, and it's you basketball. forget about everything else. Like yeah. if you could approach, if you could convince yourself to approach a game, even like that in that Kansas environment, the same way that. We're going to approach a KBA men's league game. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're the same player with the same skill set. It's the yeah. same round ball. It's the same 10 foot goal. Yeah. The only difference is the guys that are trying to prevent you from scoring yeah. are much better. Yeah. But if you, and but again, they have if you're played taking together shots, and practiced, and, but if you're getting to your spots and taking shots that you're comfortable taking, yeah. it's thing. all the same. It's all the same. It's all yeah. the same. So I don't know if I answered that, Jordan, but yeah, I, I honestly do not think. That there's much more that's made from the intimidation factor of playing away or home. So while we're on really the subject of, um, well, we're not really on it anymore because you guys did what you do. We were comparing this year's team to your 98 team, and we talked yeah. about how, sure, Oscar's clearly the best player and he's the focal point, but he's not necessarily yeah. the guy that you're relying on every night. So. Right. I think a big part of that, and me and Todd have discussed this in previous episodes, is buy-in from the rest of the rosters. Mm. The detachment of self in favor of the rest of the team. Nowadays, that, I feel, is a little harder to come across. Um, Part of that is due to players caring more about their points and personal stats and trying to capitalize on their own brand. Exactly. So I just want to hear from you. If you think um, buy-in has changed I'll, I'll at all, I, think or? I, I do agree with you that I think it's probably harder today um, because, well, and you know, I've heard people argue that the NIL is going to make it even harder. I, that, I don't think that's true because if you didn't think there was a hierarchy in the locker room already, then you don't really understand how locker rooms work. There is a hierarchy in the locker room, and the fact that such and such is now going to be making money because of his name and it's more powerful than my name – isn't going to change the hierarchy. The hierarchy now it, it emphasizes the hierarchy more, but it's mm-hmm. not going to it's not going to ruin a team. Um, I do think what's harder, though, and and this is this is where I get into complimenting Cal because the greatest thing Cal has done since he's been here is not been recruiting all these number one recruiting classes. It's taking these number one recruiting classes and number one. For the most part, I can think of maybe one or two players that I won't it's name. It's ego management. Yes. Yeah. It, the mere fact, he is able to convince these guys that we go further than you. Mm-hmm. And that if you will buy in to what I'm teaching, right? I hate the phrase, trust the process, yeah. right? That Philadelphia Phillies, yeah. not Phillies, uh, the 76ers, 60, yeah. trust the process. Um, but if That's you will like buy the, into the process. He's like, I love it. If you will buy, if you will buy <laughs> did you, have you been waiting for the process to work? If you will buy into the process. Of what Cal has, and that's that's part of why I think not only that he gets great players every year, last year being somewhat of an exception just because a lot of factors, I think, went into last year. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID probably being the chief one of them. But if you can convince these guys that, look, I know this is what happened in 98. In 98, we had a brand new coach who had been successful but not at the level we had been, right? Tubby had won, um, he had gotten to the Sweet 16. That's as far as he'd gotten in the NCAA tournament. And he'd gotten the championship game of the SEC tournament that the year before and been beaten by us. So he was a new coach. Now, he came from the Patino tree, which gave him some credence with us. But he had to convince us to buy into his way of coaching and the way he did things. And we did not do that very well for the first three quarters of that season. 
But what happened with us is we lost what turned out to be our lost our last game, which was the Valentine's Day game against Ole Miss at home. And see, this goes back to your prior question. Ninety-eight team lost more games at home than we lost on the road. So it was um, even in ninety-eight. It wasn't like it wasn't that Rupp Arena was wasn't an intimidating place, or it was. It was that we weren't an intimidating team, and that's what you have to have. Um, but as far as getting buy-in, yes, I think it's harder. But I think somehow Cal is able to get these guys. I go back to to, to Devin Booker. You brought him up earlier. I got. I mean, these guys. I mean, never started a game. How many freaking? Yeah, how many freaking guys that Cal has had? And I, I love the attitude of the fans. Of, well, can't believe Cal didn't win a championship with these guys. I'm like, no, 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 no. Cal had these guys for one year mm-hmm. at their youngest. He had them yeah. when they were 17, 18 years old. You're looking at a 25-year-old man now yeah. who has spent six years in the league getting beat up on. And you know how he got that type of knowledge to come in with that leg up in the league? Because Kentucky's a pro basketball program. Yes. And that's how Cal runs it. Yeah. And that's and that's how he should run it. Now, I would love and I love the idea that what makes this year's team special is that we got some older guys. And we need older guys. The 2012 team was all about uh, Darius Miller. Darius yep. Miller won us the national championship in 2012. Yep. He was the guy that he we that played that there was respect for and that you could turn to and say um when we're down 10 with 8 minutes mm-hmm. to go, guys, this game isn't over. And he was an extension of the coaching staff on the floor, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to say because he he hates it because I say it all the time. But he, but Darius was that guy that understood how to translate what Cal was saying, demanding. Dem- yeah, and and what he, he was the older brother, know. you know, yeah. like like you know, hey, I've been through this. That's and here's what you need, and that's, that's here's, here's how we do year. this. So, um, but your question about buying in, somehow I think Cal's just able to do it now. There, and I also think this: Cal has recruited not only number one recruiting classes, he's recruited some awfully good kids. Yeah, great kids. I mean. We haven't had any. I, I can think of one knucklehead that we've had, right? In his years, I don't. Mean, I, I couldn't even tell you what year that was. I can name probably two. Okay, I right. won't. But you were closer than I yeah, was, so I you you knew the knucklehead. In this Actually, none than. none of them, to be honest, were on my teams. So okay. I didn't have. I, but okay. I can With, think of two. When we stop recording, I'll tell you who I think was our okay. biggest knucklehead. <laughs> um, but, but 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 we've had one. And I remember, and this is before Cal, but this is Tubby went through the same kind of thing in recruiting where he basically was recruiting kids because this is Tubby's heart. Tubby's heart is kind of like Cal. He wants to change these kids' lives. Yeah. And he knows that financially he mm-hmm. can change them by making them a pro before they have to be a pro. Yeah. And that's going to whether they um, immediately make an impact in the NBA or make it five years later. Yeah. That they're they're going to learn how to be a pro at Kentucky, and that, that matters. But Tubby started recruiting kids that people were saying, you know, this this kid would be good. This kid, Tubby would be good for this kid, because basically this kid was in an environment at home where maybe dad wasn't around. Yeah. Maybe he didn't have a good male role model in his life, or and it wasn't all his recruits, but a few of his recruits. Tubby even said he goes, "I've been recruiting kids that people said I would be good for." He said, "I'm not doing that anymore." He said, "I'm going to go get kids that are going to be good for Tubby Smith." Yeah, and what he obviously meant by that was, "I, I got to get go get kids. I, I can't worry about saving kids' lives." Yeah. My job is to make Kentucky the best basketball program there is. The genius of Cal is he's able to do both. Yeah, he can go get good kids, um, you know, and get them. and And I think that's part of it too. They're so good. I'm not saying ego doesn't factor, and of course it does because we've all got an ego. But he can somehow deflate their ego to the point where he said, "Guys, look, if we play, if if we go to a national championship game, or we go to the Final Four, you're all better off in the draft than if we have what we had last year." Yeah. Because what we had last year, nobody's going to get drafted based off last year, right? They may eventually, but not just based off last year. What we what Cal's able to do is to get these teams further and further. 
Um, because again, one national championship in what thirteen years? Mm-hmm. Okay, twelve years. Twelve. Twelve years. But he's been in the final four four years. Yeah. I mean, the, the, he is he has done more than I think people give him credit for. But I think the greatest thing he does is he gets them to lay their ego aside, yeah. and that's what you have to do. I'll go so far as to say not only the ego, but also, and I don't mean this negatively, but they have so many people pulling at them, okay. so many hanger ons. More, more so now than even we did, because now yeah. you've got social media. Pulling so at it's them. it's nuts. So there's so much outside influence from whether it's a family member or you know or one of their boys or, or their friends or their or, cousin that they've never met exactly, and they're getting pulled a million different directions, and they want to. You know, they want to please their family. They want to do what's best for them. They want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. But the best way to do that is to focus on the task at hand while you're here. Prepare yourself for what the future is going to hold. With that said, I think because of the NIL changes, yeah. um, every player, every team should require that a, that the players go through a financial course with business. Absolutely. Why they weren't they ha- doing that anyway? They, they should be, but they should have to be able to balance a if checkbook. If we're worried they about be student able to athletes, have to file their if, if, college, if college is to prepare these kids for life, yeah. why aren't they having to go through this anyway? I, look, I, Every I, student should I, have to. I learned P&Ls and, and you know, balancing spreadsheets yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and accounting and yeah. all that and fil- and make and building a resume. Right. When I was, I have three business degrees. Yeah. I had never, think about this, when I got out of school, hadn't had a job, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how to file taxes. Yeah. I have three business Well, to degrees. be fair, a lot of people don't. That's why we have accountants. But I know, but I'm saying, I didn't know how to fill out a W-2. Like, I, I didn't know, I didn't what know a whether to claim one or zero. I didn't, I, I'm well, serious. you claim zero until you have a child. But I'm saying, I literally wasn't, they, that, they don't teach you that in no. business school. They, they And that's something like- It would have been helpful, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm saying it would be like now that these guys are getting money. Yes, they they, they the need. school. I don't think the school should go as far as to assign them any type of representation, whether it's financial or not. Because if they screw up, I'm suing the hell. Well, out of the I will tell you this: some of these guys, and I can think of one one in particular right now, um, has a lawyer. Yeah, and they should. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. But I'm saying the school shouldn't assign it because then oh, if anything you. goes oh, no. wrong, the schools open themselves no, up the to school, exposure. No, but the school should help to say, they, "Hey, you need a lawyer." Yes, yes. Because, and that's that's been the whole issue all along. These kids have had no representation for anything. Yeah. It has basically been the school, what the school says, what the NCAA says, that is law. Yeah. The only way around it is if you go overseas or you just don't play college yeah. basketball. So to so to keep going, answer, I gotta text my wife. She's wanting to know where I am. You can go whenever you need to. So to extend your answer or to, to circle back to your answer, there's a lot of things going on in that locker room, a lot of stuff at play. Cal's Cal needs, especially with the NIL, and has done a fantastic job of getting them to focus on the task at hand, tune all that out. They need to have people around them that are going to take care of it, but finding who those people are that you can trust at that point as you're starting to blow up yeah. is difficult. Yeah, I mean, trust is something that takes years and years to build and can be broken in seconds. Mm-hmm. And they need, you know, they don't know who to listen to at this stage. And the, their best, you They're know... listening to their friends from... from from their from yeah. their childhood, yeah, that, and, that's, and or their and, parents, and that and their parents may not even know the best things exactly at this point because again, their parents may have had their parents may have had a lot of good common sense and wisdom when it comes to dealing with you know high school stuff, yeah. but now we're in million dollar billion dollar territory, yeah, right. Kentucky basketball as a program is worth a whole lot of money, yeah, and now these kids can make a whole lot of money off their image and likeness, which yep. is good, yeah, but I. I Look, I've got teammates that made a whole lot of money after their careers mm. that didn't take care of it. Yeah. Right? And 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 didn't I can know they had to pay one. taxes. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know they had to pay taxes or got involved in some, you know, and unwittingly got involved with some shady people who made some bad decisions. Or you're running with their around money. trying to take care of too many people. Well, and that's that's what I think a lot of people don't understand is there I, I, I ran into that myself. I and again, 
I, I wouldn't make it a whole lot of money, but I was taking full advantage when I got done playing ball. I was doing autograph sessions. Mm-hmm. I was doing uh, barnstorm. I was make. I was doing endorsements. Anything I could to make a dollar. Yeah, because I'd been waiting for this. Yeah. That's part of that's part of the sell of Kentucky. Is you come here, you keep your nose clean, you you be good to the fans, you be good to people, you be a good person. And yeah, you're going to have to get a job and well, work. That, but that's why but you're, you're so well taken care of. That's why you're so well respected. But you're going to be. Ta- but my point is, you're going to by be people taken that don't know you. Obviously, uh, I know you, and you know you're. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But 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 that's the point is that you're going to have to work your tail off. No one's going to give you free money, but they're going to give you a free opportunity. Yeah. And that's what comes with playing at Kentucky. That's a big deal that comes because if you don't go to the NBA, which used to be most of us, mm-hmm. it's no longer most of us. Most of us now go to the NBA. Yeah. But if you don't, then you're going to be given opportunity, and it is a huge, huge blessing. Now yeah. you don't to blow it and you want to do the right things and do and and for the right reasons for the right people but that's a big big thing that a lot of people don't get that's yeah. probably the biggest if we want to talk about entitlement that's probably the biggest entitlement that comes with playing basketball Kentucky, without that, a doubt is that if you do not if you're going to be a, a Todd Lanner or a Cameron Mills and you're not going to make your money in the NBA playing ball you can have a career doing practically whatever you want as long as you work your tail off, yep. you do the right thing, and you do right treat by people the right, right people. Yeah, treat 100%. people right. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. Right, Jordan, any, any he, other he's question? Spot, he's spot on. To pivot back to you, we're gonna, you got one more? Come on. Oh, that's it? What? That's it? Come on, Jordan. Give me one more. Okay, well, to, ask, to, just ask me. To, just, hang on. To put a, to a put quick a, question. To, like, to what's put, my favorite color? Hang on. To put ask a, me, get, get, hang, let me ask put me about my love advice. Hang on. Let me put a camera. What kind of love advice would you give me? Hang on. Let me give Let me put a clean bow on this. So A clean bow. A clean bow. As opposed to a dirty bow? Yeah, as opposed to Do the lanterns save their old bows? My mom saves Does she really? My family, my wife's family does too. I can't open a Christmas present without looking at my mother-in-law and saying, here. My mom is down grabbing it when I'm throwing it off. What is that? Ridiculous. It's like they were raised in the 1920s. Like right or the 1930s, right after the Great Depression, yeah. it's like there was a ribbon shortage. Oh my god! All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tie this up with this. Okay. Um, the, one of the biggest moments for me, the like realization of like how think how the world worked, I guess, yeah. for cat with Cal, yeah, was when we were we were not playing well in 2013. This is like even before New Orleans got hurt, we were losing some games we shouldn't be yes, losing. Yes, you were. And he says. He, he calls, we have a meeting in practice, and it was one of those where most of the time you go to the meeting room, he sat us down on the floor. Like, he's like, everybody sitting. Really? Out. Yeah, literally. We're all chilling out on the floor, stretching out. Oh, after okay, practice, I got you. you know? Not like sitting crisscross uh, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. We're, we, like, we're doing our, we're doing our, that was, I've got that, that picture in my sight. head, though, Jordan. How great would that, that would be? That would be a good sight. We're doing our band stretches after practice. Okay, all right. And Cal kind of walks over to us, and usually he's out by that time. He's yeah. giving us our time. Yeah. And, wow, number two. Come on, dude. And uh, so... He he comes out, you know, to the floor, and th- usually this is when he's dismissed himself, and he's off looking at tape. And he comes over and he's walking around while we're doing the stretches, and he goes, um, "You know, I can't make you do this. You want to make a career. Of this you want it to be your life. Mm. You have to love it. This gym has to be your solace. Ooh, and if good. it's not, then you're not going to make it. And right. if you don't make it, they're not going to fire me because if they do, I'm going to go be the highest paid golfer on the amateur tour." <laughs> It's what? gonna be on you. That's what that's what he said. Because he's right. He's if they fired him at, at Kentucky, he's you know he's still getting his contract money. He's just gonna go play golf for free. Oh, does right? he play golf? Is he a golfer? Yeah. But my point is, my point is, is he's saying like he's like he's like I can't I can't he's like I can do my get his contract money and still go play golf. Yes. All right, I'm with he's you. saying okay. I can do my job for yeah. me. Yeah. Anyway, but I can't do your job for you. Yeah. If you want to make this your career, you have to go out and do yeah. it. And that stuck with me because you know he wasn't being arrogant. He's saying no, like he's, he's saying like I've honest, done my, he's like I've done my part yeah. and I've and I'm providing you the knowledge that 
that you've asked me to provide you when I recruited you yeah. here. Now, whether you choose to listen to it and and make a ha- and you know habitualize yeah. it is yeah. up to you. Well, and that was right around the same habitualize. time. I, I, habitualize. That's a good word. I, oh, listen, here's the thing about making up words: make them up. <laughs> Don't question yourself. Don't question yourself publicly. Go with it. Say it strongly. No one will ever question. You're it. right. Ninety percent of the people will think that's a real word. Habitualize. It. it might be. Um, we'll that, check with was Webster. that also around the time when the Breakfast Club started happening. Yeah, because that know. that was the one. That's the other great thing that Cal's done is that Breakfast Club, which may have been Kenny Payne mm-hmm. or Coach O. I don't know who started that or who. It, it may have just been all of a sudden you got a group of guys who said, "No, this is what it takes." Mm-hmm. Because that's something that I don't even think we had as a team. We didn't really understand even in in '98, my senior year. Yeah, I got two guys I can tell you who did, and that's Jeff Shepard and Alan Edwards. Mm-hmm. They understood that. They lived in that gym the summer between junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest regrets of my, my career, and then I'll end with this. My biggest regrets of my career is that I did not live in that gym between my junior and my senior year. My junior year was my 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 out my yeah, out coming when out I came party. out yeah. coming out party. Thank you. Um, I went from riding the bench to being the second leading scorer on the team during the '97 tournament. Mm-hmm. And then I was so enthralled with who I had become mm-hmm. and that I was getting all this media attention and that I was hitting all these threes and I was like, I was shooting 65% of the three point line in the Silver tournament. I was, mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, I'd, I'd arrived yeah. that summer. I just lived on my laurels. I mean, I, I, I mean, I just, I was, I, I, I'd become suddenly famous for not just being a UK player, but for being one that played. Mm-hmm. And I was loving it. And in the meantime, my two senior who would turn out to be my two senior co-captains, mm-hmm. Every night from eleven fifteen to one a.m., they were in Memorial Coliseum getting shots up together. Jeff and who? Jeff and Alan Edwards. And as a result, looking back on that, I had a I had a worse year in ninety eight than I did in ninety seven. End of the year, I wound up hitting a couple big shots, mm. but I averaged far less my my junior year or my senior year than I my junior year, all because I spent that entire summer wasting time. Yeah, is one of my biggest regrets. That that's that's the only thing that scares me about the NIL is you give these kids a bunch of money and they think. You know, the it's only, easy now. True, and it's not true. Well, but here's the because thing, it can go like you, that. But that's where your coach comes in and says, "Wait a minute!" But exactly, what are you, what, yeah. what are you after here? Yeah, I mean, because they're not going to get a whole no, lot no, of money. No, 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 no. But I'm saying there like, are millions on the other side of this wall. If yeah, you but do now, the work. but I'm saying now you can take that same kid that's had that that yeah. that kind of performance for the end of this career. Maybe yeah. you know at the end of this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. Let's use Oscar as an example because yeah. this will not happen to Oscar. Right. Oscar's not this type of person. But you give Oscar, you know, a quarter million dollars after he has a you know hell of a tournament. Yeah, and he decides to return yeah. and just goes into coast mode yeah that's but, not going to happen to but, him but, but that but but that's the issue yeah, that but, i but think you know a lot what? of people you've will, got a good point face. because you can be young enough to think that a quarter million dollars is a lot of money it's, and for most of us it is it, but it ain't gonna last But that's not no it's not gonna last yeah. and what's on the other side of this wall oscar if you'll work your tail off your senior year and come back hopefully even if he doesn't i mean mm. he's the kind of kid that's gonna work his tail off no matter what but on the other side of this wall is um $250 million. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That will last. Especially with his marketability. If you're careful. Yeah. If you're careful, that will last. Yeah, especially anyway. with his marketability. Right. My wife wants thanks, me home. Thanks for joining us. Love you, bud. I appreciate you. Love you, Absolutely. too. We'll take, Jordan? Oh, we hey, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. Yeah, let's do right. that again. Nice to meet you, bud. Jordan, thanks for the 11 words today, man. <laughs> appreciate you.